Hey, I'm Nashi. I'm Rizlar. And I'm Frosty. Welcome back to the Value Pack. Hold on, I have to gear, I have to gear check Nash right now. Alright, that is some bull jab. Dude, he CC'd me out of dance. What's happening? Oh, Rizlar! People look at you like you're crazy, and they refuse to admit that it's pay to win, and just scream that it's pay to convenience! It's pay to convenience! Big money, big money, big money, big, big money. money! Oh shit, we got it! We fucking got it! And welcome everybody to another episode of the Value Pack Podcast. Today is the day a lot of shit is out on North America EU servers, which means we have a lot of things to discuss. But first and foremost, of course, as always, I want to thank our lovely patrons. Badriana, Britton Clark, Infrax, Wine, Auscultation, I Has Issues, Jeremy Johnson, Lord Carrot, May Knight, Minaria, OG underscore Killcast, Ponism, Slidetech, and Talus X Septum. Thank you guys so, so much for supporting us and everybody else who supports us on Patreon and on our individual streams. You guys are the fucking best for doing what you do. Um, Frosty, do you want to lead us into the first topic since I think you have the most relevant opinions on it? Um, sure. So, the Sage is out. The Sage released on Wednesday. Um, I couldn't sleep that night. I was like a little kid. Christmas Eve, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Uh... And it came out, and I've been playing it for... I've played it every day for at least a few hours. I did... Uh, the When we had the server transfer thing, we got reroll coupons. Mm-hmm. Like the, the full set of... Or sorry, the combat and skill EXP reroll coupons. So, unfortunately, my Nova is now level 56. <laughs> <laughs> but my Sage is level 62, and I have all the... I have the entire uh, tree... Build out, and uh, I am working towards 63 because it's 63 passive is kind of wild. Um, what is it? It at level 63, it gets two percent special attack damage. Ooh, that is kind of insane. Yeah, it's kind of, kind of, kind of good. Um, yeah. So I've been playing it for a few days, and I've tried PVPing on it. I tried RBF. I tried one v one. I tried one v two. I tried to play against uh sages. A little bit. I tried to one v two against two sages, um, as a hash, and uh, so I've tried uh, various ways of playing this class so far. And um, I I want to preface with, um, I am speaking about this class while acknowledging that it is missing at minimum five abilities: two prime abilities and three rebombs. Because it did not come with the two prime awakening abilities that every class usually gets, probably because the awakening is not out or not done yet. Um, and obviously rebombs. We don't have rebombs. There's also obviously been no balance patches since we were the first server to get it, which this is the first time that's ever happened where we are literally the beta test. Um, so I don't even know, like, where should I start? Should I start with. Well- I got a question to start for you. With the to, play to, style? Yeah. To start us out, to start us out, on a scale from one to ten, ten being uh, like the best, one being the worst. How fun is Sage to you? The class fun wise is like a a seven or an eight. It's actually pretty fun. I think the style of this class is quite fun, which is like 
for me to say that because this class is really slow is actually, I feel like means a lot because <laughs> I don't like playing slow classes, but this class is actually pretty fun. Um, the animations are just completely epic and look awesome and they feel super impactful and um, the sound effects on them are really, really cool. Um, yeah, the entire like style of the class is actually really fun. The movement is pretty fun as well. How, I mean, it can feel slow, but it's unique in that you go into a portal, you, you create this little portal when you move to the side or forward or back. And then when you're in there, if you don't press anything, it doesn't use any stamina. You go into the portal, you just sit there and chill. But while you're in this little portal for whatever it is, a second, um, if you can move around and it uses stamina while you're in there. And on your screen, you see like a little streak to kind of like show like your direction or whatever that you're moving. Um, but on everyone else's screen, you're completely invisible. Um, when you're inside that portal. So they don't know, they could see what direction you started the portal, but you can change directions when you're in there. So they don't know exactly where you're gonna come out or when you're gonna come out. And you can also press um, any button, LMB, RMB, or a button on your keyboard to come out of the portal instantly. So you don't have to like stay in it for the entire duration. Um, but yeah, it's pretty fun. Outside of that, it doesn't have any other movement abilities. So in the prime version of this skill, it has a six second cooldown. It's called Rift Chain. This is the movement. Um, and you can spam it even when it's on cooldown and it still is an iframe. It, it's an iframe when you go in and it's super armor as you come out for like a, another 0.25 seconds or so. Um, but you can spam it and the cooldown really, all the cooldown is for is the super armor that it gives. It kind of has the old version of a, uh, Warrior Valk super armor linger at the end of the skill. So when you iframe every six seconds for one second, you have super armor. Um, the idea of it is really cool. I don't think currently the implementation is very good because the class skill animations are so slow. It barely really protects you. And what they did with a lot of these skills is they made them either unprotected entirely or protected only in the very, very beginning of the skill because they, they're kind of like going with that theme where you start up the skill and then you come out and use the ability. And a lot of the skills are just, the animation's too slow that you actually are not protected for either the very end of the skill, even with that one second of super armor, or um, for most of the skill, like in the case of shift Q or some of the longer animations. So yeah, it's a, it's a, that, that's kind of the theme that they went for. They put not a whole lot of protection on it, um, but gave it this super armor when you come out of your iframe. Um, I, I do like that idea. I think it's cool. Um, the only thing is like either the super armor needs to be longer or the cooldown of the iframe needs to be shorter so it happens more often because here the biggest problem that I find with this theme right now is PvE. You're just mostly unprotected in PvE and if you try to grind somewhere like Thornwood, it's it's completely unfun and miserable, like an absolutely miserable experience. You're just gonna be stunned the entire time. Uh, and unlike, I don't know, something like Kuno that feels relatively unprotected, like even Kuno at Thornwood, you can manage because you can reposition and move and, and the mobs have to change directions to attack you. And on here, 
Uh, the repositioning is so slow and the skill animations are so slow. By the time you get the skill off after repositioning, they still turn around and can hit you. Like I've been grinding Hysteria since we got Valencia Castle and it's, it's kind of awful here. It feels really bad because you get CC'd a lot. Like I can't just do my skill rotation. It's like very unsafe. I, I almost always get CC'd out of the first ability. <laughs> Really? Yeah, if the ball if the Bolton like uses their attack, I, I get CC'd or the Burmals, it's I don't know. It's kinda irritating. Or if any of the things like shoot a laser at me, like I'm I'm gonna get CC'd. Um there's only a couple of protected skills or a couple of parts of skills that are protected, so yeah. It that part feels really bad. Um I I do think that they'll do something about that though. Uh I hope. But at places like uh, Sacrea or Star's End, where you really don't get CC'd very often, or not much, or at Sacrea, in the case of Sacrea, where the CCs are relatively telegraphed, um, it feels pretty good. Like, I was able to grind, like, my first measured hour at Sacrea, I was able to get 5,300 trash. Uh, well, the first day I got, like, 4,000 trash, and I was like, dude, this doesn't feel good. And then, like, I kind of figured out the actual skill rotation I went, and I got 5,300 trash, which is average like maybe the lower end of average but i'm i'm positive that someone that's better at the class or is just straight up better at grinding could do even better than i did so i i feel like sages could probably get somewhere between 5.3 and 5.7 and that's without again without two prime abilities without rebombs and without any balance changes whatsoever um, it, the other mechanic it has that's kind of interesting is one of its passives gives you this, uh, it's called overdrive, gives you a cast speed buff. Um, every time you use an ability, iframe, your block, um, your auto attacks, your skills, it, it gives you a stack and every stack is worth 1% cast speed up to 10 stacks total. Uh, when you're just like grinding or playing with it, you basically always have 10 stacks unless like you're sitting there idle and let it fall off, but you, you almost always have 10 stacks. So you almost always have the 10% cast speed buff. The only problem is that the overdrive kind of works in conjunction with the E buff or the class buff. And um, what the way the class buff is designed uh, is while it's popped, basically while the class buff is on cooldown, your overdrive feeds into your class buffs cooldown. So every time you get to 10 stacks, the next time you use a, an ability, it uses all 10 of your stacks and then uh, takes five seconds off of your e-buff cooldown. So the e-buff cooldown is whatever, three, three minutes or whatever it is, prime optimization is the name of the skill. Every time you get to 10 stacks, you use a skill, it takes five seconds off of, off of that cooldown. So that part's kind of nice because you can reduce the cooldown but the thing that feels bad about it is every time it resets your stack, you lose your cast speed again, and you have to build it back up. And then you lose your cast speed again, and you build it back up, and there's no way to like prevent this. I think it would be cool if you had the option to do it, or the option to like, no, I just want to keep my stacks and let the cooldown go like normal. Because um, I don't know, I this class is pretty slow. And I don't think it feels good when you're at sub 10 stacks at all. I feel, it just feels way too slow. Like it actually feels kind of like you're slow debuffed when you don't have the 10 stacks. Yikes. So now they're just natively making you slowed. <laughs> 
Yeah. And then, um, I don't know, like I was having a, a couple arguments with some people about this. Um, someone was saying, well, the thing is like, you can get the e-buff really, really fast. And it's cool. Cause in like node war and siege, you can just like, you pop the e-buff, you can engage, and then you basically have it for every engagement. And it's like, that's kind of true. But the problem is the fastest way to get the e-buff cooldown to reset is to sit there and spam your auto attack. And you still, it still takes about a minute and a half to cut the cooldown long enough to even be short. So like, if you think the play style of like e-buff engage and then stand there for 90 seconds auto attacking is actually fun, uh, then yeah, I, I mean that, if that's actually like the design that they're going for, then yeah, I a hundred percent would roll off of this class. If that's like, cause I, I just don't think that that's fun at all. And yeah. the e-buff e also, it gives you, so let me read what the e-buff does. So the e-buff is, um, uh, gives you magic AP plus 30 for 30 seconds, which is nice. Uh, it gives you 50% critical hit rate for 30 seconds and 20% critical hit damage for 30 seconds, and then super armor for 15 seconds after you, well, it says while using the skill, and then super armor while using the skill, but you get a super armor buff for 15 seconds that keeps you protected for the first 15 seconds, except that right now it's bugged, and if you use um, prime rift chain, it'll cancel that super armor immediately, so you you can end up being super or uh, CC'd out of the first 15 seconds anyway. So it's kind of designed, I mean, almost almost akin to like the Excel version in, in Nova. Like it feels like this is a little bit built around the e-buff. That part of it I don't really like. And I, I hope that they don't like full commit to that design choice because I just don't think that's fun. I mean, re like I've heard Rezar complain about the whole three minute class thing. I hear Nova's really don't like like the way it feels when you're not in Excel and waiting for Excel to be up like that. I just think that that style of making your class feel weak for a period of time and then strong for a period of time just doesn't feel as fun as uh, yeah. as they may think, even though it's like somewhat interesting. It'd be different, I think, if all classes kind of had that same feel, but they don't. Yeah. I still don't. I'd still on the same boat like, as you with that, though. I, I don't I don't think that's really all that fun if you have to rely on your three minute cooldowns in order to actually be effective. Yeah. Um, so I don't know Well, like res, you can probably speak to that more. I mean, like how, how it feels on Cuba, right? Like, I don't know, like if you could just sum that up, that feeling of like, I mean, I, I do think we'll talk about the awakening skills and some of the potential that it has that they just got, but I don't know how Zerker feel like that feeling of you really can only attack every three minutes. Yeah, I mean, if you've watched this show for longer than like a month, I'm sure you've heard me complain about Zerker being a three-minute class. It's a pretty common complaint for Zerker in large scale that aside from when you have Q buff, you're literally just a worse version of other classes, essentially. I think it is <clears throat> slightly better with this new Awakening skill, but it, it still suffers from the same problems as before, just not as hard. But yeah, it's essentially, whenever people talk about being a three-minute class, for anyone who doesn't know what we're referring to, I think the term was first coined by Berserkers, uh, whose Q buff allows them to be extremely powerful in large scale for 30 seconds, but it has a three-minute cooldown. And essentially, whenever that, it during those 
two minutes and 30 seconds, technically, of which the skill is on cooldown, your large scale potential just plummets down into the abyss, essentially. So for 30 seconds, you feel really, really powerful and you have a lot of impact on the fight in large scale. And then for two minutes and 30 seconds while it's on cooldown and you're waiting for it to come off cooldown, you kind of feel like you're just fucking worthless. And it's a really not fun feeling. And yeah. like you said, no, I think Nova has about the same kind of like issues where like when Excel isn't up, it's kind of like it feels kind of bad. And then when Excel is up, you're like, okay, now I get to actually have fun. And it's just, I don't know, it's not a very fun way. Yeah, I don't like think it's cool. I, I think tamers have dealt with it too forever. Like we're in in especially in siege where they basically were useless except when they have their one hundred percent, and then they go back to kind of being useless again. It's just not. I don't know. It's it doesn't feel that good. Like there's most people, not all, but most people would prefer to feel like they're somewhat useful, even if not like the most OP for the entirety of them playing their class, then like, yeah, I just can ult and then I have to die and just wait until someone gives me ult again. So, or the three minute thing. So yeah, that, I hope they don't go too overboard with that. I'm not a big fan of the whole super armor for 15 seconds thing and then lowering the cooldown of the e-buff. I, I don't think it's that cool. Um, that part of it would be powerful. I haven't really got to test it though because you, you lose the SA basically immediately if you iframe. So... Um, hopefully that bug gets fixed so we can feel how that actually would be. But I do think like Sage engagements with that 15 seconds of super armor will be very powerful. But even here's the other thing with the e-buff is like, it's only for that 15 seconds. Like you're really not going to be feeling powerful for the remainder of the e-buff duration because you just don't have protection and you're going to be CC'd out of everything. So I, I hope they find some balance with that as far as like giving protections and not giving protections specifically in, in, in PVE too. It's like, I don't know. No one wants to be CC'd while grinding. Um, yeah, yeah so I think that's pretty fair. What do you think? So with the mechanic with the super armor on the teleport, how do you think they make that to where it's like a little bit better? Because I think right now it's a little bit underwhelming. Do you think they increase the duration of the super armor or maybe reduce the cooldown on the portal itself? Um, Because I was thinking one of two things, either bring the cooldown of the portal itself down to like maybe three or four seconds, or you can increase the duration of the super armor to maybe like two, two and a half, maybe even three seconds was the two things that I was kind of thinking yeah i'm not sure because like if you make it too long it's gonna feel insanely overpowered if it's like i i feel yeah. like it needs almost to be like i don't know how whatever the duration of like most of these skills are like sf um when you use sf and then you move to the side um i don't know it's like you you still can get popped out of the end of it so I don't know, either make the duration long, but the, the other thing too is like, it's very difficult to manage because in a 1v1, there's the similar thing why when, when I talk about Chase on Maywon Musa, I always say like, in my opinion, an ideal thing to do would be remove the iframe from Chase and put it on an independent cooldown that they can use separately at will. Because 
if this being a six second cooldown when you can get that SA limits you on like if someone's being hyper aggressive and you're forced to iframe, like you're it's very difficult to manage like Oh, I'm not gonna I just have to save my skills for six seconds and then I can try to do a CC attempt and then I gotta wait again. You know what I mean? I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I actually think maybe a combination of the two, like maybe lower it down to five seconds. Um five or four seconds, but maybe five just to be safe, so it's not like too crazy, and then make the super armor duration last one point five seconds so it actually lasts for the duration of these skills. Like, you can tell they were designed for that. Like, this whole, like, when you press SF, um, you have forward guard for the first, like, little tick of it, and then it goes away. So you can get forward guard, iframe, and then come out with that iframe cooldown super armor hit. But the super armor doesn't last long enough for you to be safe for that whole hit. So it's not actually, like, helping you. Um... I don't know, there's like individual skills. I, I don't know if I wanna, if I should go through them, but there's like individual skills that I really hope get changed um, in general too, because um, like Shift Q, which is the, the vacuum. I, one, I think the vacuum on it is really bad. It's like kind of inconsistent and doesn't really serve much purpose. And two, you're locked in the animation for the whole thing. I just wish so much that they would either make it so you can can't, like remove the vacuum entirely. It's kind of unnecessary, at least for PVP. And then just like make that skill actually do damage in both PvP and PvE. Um, and or let you cancel out of it at some point instead of being stuck in it for the whole thing. I mean it's like it's like a one and a half, two second animation that you just can't move and it does no damage. So it's kind of strange. Um the other one is like uh Realm of Anguish, which is that skill, it's S R and B. You throw it on the ground with the little like triangle and it it's like the coolest animation in the whole game. It looks so epic. How it puts like the triangle cube thing in the center and then it's just like shooting lasers all around. It, it does nothing. It's like a DP debuff and, and a bound for some reason on hit, which like the bound could be kind of nice for the catch, but the animation is really slow and it once it's up, it doesn't actually do any damage. It says 1025 times 14, but it's like, I don't know, it's like lava pool. Like I, I think it needs to last a little bit longer and have way more hits. Like some somewhat similar to lava pool, and then also add like a bleed or pain damage to it. So it actually just kind of chips away. You know? I don't know. Because right now it just it's not worth casting. It's a, whenever it's, whenever I saw it, I thought that maybe they should make it kind of similar to Tamer Trap, like give it a lot more hits and give it a stiffen, maybe. Yeah. That's oh, that would be awful. I mean that you would be so? that would be good. It would be really solid, but that would just be irritating <laughs> for everybody else. From a else. large scale point of view, could you imagine me? But it has such a long cooldown though. Doesn't it? Doesn't yeah, it have a, like a fifteen second cooldown or something? It's a twenty second cooldown, yeah. But it's yeah. like range. Like you can cast this really, really far. But it doesn't start hitting for like a good like what, two, three seconds, doesn't it? Yeah, it takes it takes like a second and a half or two to pop up. Yeah, I mean, if it had stiffness, that'd be cool, but even then, it still would be unusable in PvE. Actually, it'd probably be detrimental in PvE if you're, like, pulling. Um, I don't know, I just think it should do as at least as much damage as Toxic Flood or Lava Field. And then it would actually be worth using, because, like, it's one of those things, I know, it's, I don't know if it's just me, but this is one of those skills, like, I look at it when I cast it, and I'm like, dude, this is a really fun skill to use, and it looks so cool, I, I really want to use this, like, while grinding. I don't want it to be one of those useless skills you never touch, even though it looks badass. Same with Shift Q. 
Ship Q is like one of the coolest animations in the game, and it just you can't use it. It's it's not it's not good. Um, but yeah, the Tamer Trap thing. I mean, that'd be interesting. It would be really irritating, and I don't I don't think it necessarily needs it. <clears throat> um. The other thing is yeah, like because I think that would be pretty helpful because it would allow you to help with like engages onto like groups, especially if you were able to like throw it down early and then like go and cast your unprotected skill inside of it, right? Because it would afford you some minimal amount of protection in that people are going to have to dive into a place where they are likely to get stiffened, essentially, right? Yeah. No, don't get me wrong. Like that, it definitely would be useful. I'm just uh, also saying for PV, I hope it had. Trying to go for a down smash combo. I hope it has some damage. <laughs> for speci more specifically for PVE, so it's not a waste to use. Um, and then I don't know some of these other skills too. So Shift E, I, I can't figure out Shift E. Shift E is the strangest skill ever. It is called um, Gravity Rift. The skill doesn't do damage. It has forward guard only for the very start of it. It doesn't have a CC, and it uh, like it. Uh, I don't know what it, what its purpose is. It's like a very very strange skill, and it's very very slow animation to cast, to do nothing. I don't know. That skill also needs to be looked at. That one feels like just thrown in, to me. It's also kind of the same animation as Shift L and B, but doesn't do anything. Um. That skill needs to be like sped up or given some damage or something. I, like, so I get like the slowness of these skills. So like SF, um, the one that everyone called Meteor, which now I can a hundred percent assuredly tell you it is not Meteor, not even close. Nothing like Meteor. It should never, ever, ever be compared to Meteor, uh, ever. If you're comparing it or to chill. Meteor, you're a terrible person. Uh, SF, it's called what is the name of this one? Spatial Collapse. It's definitely more like bolide. It's definitely more like bolide, except I, I don't know. Like, it does more. It does good damage, but it's like not. It's not safe and it's really slow. Also, the animation looks so cool. It's like one what's of funny is the flow too. to that skill. I would say is more like meteor than that skill itself. Yeah, except that the flow has no protection. Yeah, but Which I'm just mean because you at least the flow is ranged. Yeah, at least the like, flow has. SF some range. isn't even like really that ranged at all. Yeah, the flow is really cool on this skill too. Like the animation of it is cool. The shooting from the ground. Um But you know, like so these skills like SF, the flow to SF, um, SE, which is the the fist, the charge up and then the fist that hits the ground. Um even shift R and B to some extent, the void um void gateways. I, I understand the slowness of those abilities for sure. I don't really understand why Shift LMB, um, Shift F, and F all feel really slow. Like they're really slow. A a F is okay actually, but Shift F and Shift LMB and Shift E all feel really slow for just no reason. Like, well, we made this class slow, so these have to be really slow. But I, I really don't think that these should be slow. I think they're slow for no reason. Um, and there's not really any way to speed them up. And a lot of these ones too, is like you can cancel, like you can start shift F and then iframe and then hold F and use the flow. Um, but I don't know, it's not like particularly good. Like you're still kind of better off just using S, um, SF or SE. Uh, 
The other kind of interesting skill is the Atoma or Atomagia, which is the flow to Ator's energy. So SL and B is Ator's energy, and the flow is when you hold R and B. This skill is kind of interesting and, and kind of cool, but it's difficult to uh, to make it actually do the damage. So this is the skill that does more damage depending on how many mobs or players are near you. So if, if you use it in a 1v1, it doesn't do any damage. If you use it in a 1v10, it actually hits pretty hard. Um, it's also uh, super armor bound, which is very nice. Uh, it's a 40 second cooldown, but this skill is really cool because it has a lot of different ways to like actually use it. Because you can start Ator's energy, iframe to the side, hold LMB to finish Ator's energy, and then press RMB to use the bound. Or you can start Ator's energy, iframe to the side, and then just press RMB and it'll use uh, like I guess a combination of the two or just just uh, Atomagia. I think it's just Atomagia. So that that's kind of cool and interesting. That that's really fun how they did that skill. I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. So the other thing too that I think makes this class really tough to with in fighting with people is like every CC is a bound or a knockdown, and adamantines exist. Um, so the knockdowns would be fantastic, except adamantines exist, and then the bounds are like okay, except because the class is so slow it's really, 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 really difficult to capitalize on a bound unless you put yourself at risk and just assume you were gonna land the bound. Like it's very difficult, especially if you land range. Like, um, so the flow to SF, right? That, that flow, like, even though it has like, it has a ton of range, but like just the time it takes to iframe over and then use an ability to like re-CC, they almost always get up in time. So it's 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 very difficult <laughs> to use. I don't know. It feels like really difficult to actually capitalize on CCs with this class. Um, I kind of wish F, which is Ator's fist, that's the punch forward. I I kind of wish that was a float. I kind of wish. Uh, I I think SE makes sense as a bound. That one should stay a bound. The one where the fist punches the ground. I kind of wish SF was a float instead or a stun. A stun would be fine. A SF would make sense kind of as a stun. You could actually like capitalize and re-CC off of a stun. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like those are kind of the things that I, I would hope for. Um, this also has a, a skill called reset. Uh, the skill reset is a 10 minute cooldown and just instantly resets all of your cooldowns on your entire tree on everything except for emergency escape. So you can reset your e-buff or reset Automagia. This one also feels a little bit like they threw it in for fun because it's kind of a cool idea, but I don't think it's super useful because the only really, the only skill with a long cooldown is Automagia and um, the e-buff. So I don't know. It's kind of like, I guess every 10 minutes you can use your e-buff back to back. Automagia is like, I don't think people are really like sitting there waiting for Automagia. It's not like that amazing of a skill. Um, so there's that. Um, void gateways, shift RMB. This skill on paper is epic. In PvE, it's, I don't actually think it's worth using. I could not get it to work in my rotation at Sakrae or Starzen. Um, and then at, at other spots where they have a lot of CCs like Orc Camp or, um, 
bloody monastery or thornwood like you just you can't cast the ability you get cc'd out of it and then the damage isn't really worth the time in in my opinion maybe some other sages think that that skill works out pretty well but i don't know it looks cool but it doesn't really do that much and then in pvp it hits like a freaking truck but again, it's it's so slow, you can't use it after a bound. You can only use it if you start it immediately after a float or a knockdown. So it's kind of tough to use that skill. But it looks very cool. And it has a weird hitbox because the range on it is actually quite short. But it hits behind you pretty far for some reason, even though it doesn't look like it would. Because it looks like beams that jut forward, but it like it hits really far behind you. I almost feel like they should move that hitbox like forward so it doesn't hit behind you and just hits a little bit further in front of you. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought too, actually. I was kind of shocked that it didn't go as far as I thought it would. And then also that it was hitting behind me. Yeah. Because it looks strange. like, like you kind of look at it and you think it should go like pretty far out, especially considering how long it takes to cast and it is unprotected and yada yada. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and thanks for the reminder, Bloom. You also, <laughs> the class doesn't have a stun in its kit, so you cannot stop the wizards from channeling their, their incantation at orc camp. There's not, a single, <laughs> there's not a single stun in the kit. That's pretty bad. Which I don't know if that's by design or mistake or just an oversight, but a good, good chance for you to use SF as a stun. Just saying. Turn turn SF from a bound to a stun would be kind of cool. Um, yeah, but outside of that, that's kind of my thoughts. I, I think like the design of it is actually really cool. It is pretty fun to use. The the animations and the sound effects are epic. Um, like really really epic. Demoing them now, turning these up. Yeah, but they sound cool. The animations look cool. It actually also looks. N not bad in lowest optimal, which I know sounds weird. Um, but I changed my graphics because I don't really. I I was like playing for three days. I was like, oh, I just realized I've never seen what this class looks like in lowest optimal. But the skills like still look like decent in low and optimal. Like they did a really good job with the animations in lowest optimal. And the other thing That's I'll good. say, yeah. yeah, they look good. They're not just like black lines. They're like actually still have detail to them. I was actually pretty surprised that uh, it looked pretty decent still on lowest. There's a lot of skills on low whenever you have like effects off and opacity down and all that stuff. It kind of looks, I don't know, like nothing. Mm -hmm. But they're actually, because of the actual things that they did with the weapon itself, it actually still is pretty visually interesting when you're actually using abilities because the weapon is actually moving around and shifting and changing form and things like that. Yeah. The other thing too is, and I, this is just my personal experience, everyone else may be different, but I feel like the optimization as far as in-game of the performance of these abilities like is really nice. Um, if I'm, if I jump into a ball of wizards and witches, like I'll get frame drops pretty bad, especially if Blizzard is being used. But when I jump into RBF and I'm using this class with all effects on and I jump into like three other sages that are spamming abilities, like it is buttery smooth. Like it does not negatively affect my frames like at all. That's good. Yeah. They did like a really good job with the animation. I felt that way too about Nova. 
because I was like, dude, this ice, like right when I saw the Nova succession animations, I was like, oh my God, I was just thinking of Blizzard. I was like, I'm about to just lose everything. I'm going to have no frames now because all these Novas are going to be using ice. And then the Nova ones are also like super optimized, I think. Um, yeah, these scale animations are epic. Dude, in Remastered, it's just like, it's kind of absurd. They look so good. This class is actually kind of fun to grind in. You, you, I think you have to grind in Remastered on this class if you can. It's just so good. Um, you wouldn't be doing yourself justice otherwise. Yeah. Dude, it looks it looks epic. Sunny's saying Shifty would make a great son. Don't take SF. Dude, SF. <laughs> when I was when I was dueling people randomly, uh, that were playing Sage, I was just getting punched in the side by other random sages. It just looks so fucking funny. Yeah. SF, I, I don't think SF is good as a bound. I think it's a shit bound. I mean SF I feel like this a stun would just make it so much nicer. You could actually re-CC someone that's like stunned. It'd be great. Get some air attack. Have time to cast an ability. Dude, you could also stun a group. Oh, it'd be it'd be fat, dude. Um What if they that? put a stun? I mean even a knockdown they... or a or a float, just I don't know. What? What if they put a uh, a cooldown on the spear and put a stun on the spear? Dude, the spear is weird. Um, yeah, that could be okay. The spear feels terrible to cast, though. The thing is, is when not if you cast it right out of the <laughs> TP, it goes pretty quick if you do it right out of the portal. Yeah, but here's my problem with the spear. So one, even out of the portal, it's still kind of slow because you have like the recoil afterwards. Like makes it so you can't like move that quick, but it does cast it a lot faster. Um, yeah, this spear is weird, man. Like I, I thought that the pulling was gonna feel really good because of this spear, but it really doesn't. It's like mostly single target. It kind of will hit a group if they're really, really bunched up. But it also like because you have to move with rift chain, it feels really, really, really bad. Um, I don't know, it just, it feels really bad to throw the spear and it moves you that far forward and then you have to reposition with Rift Chain again. I don't know, feel, I don't, I don't like the spear at all. I don't know, I wish the spear would just get changed in general. I also don't know why it costs stamina. Or why it has that slow on it. So it's a movement type ability, probably. It is not a movement ability. It juts you forward like a, if you press W for a half second. I was really surprised at how little mana the class takes honestly how much mana to oh yeah the sustain is not there i i always forget thanks for reminding me i always forget because i have the infinite pots always set to max but i turned them down because a lot of people are asking about that so i was like grinding with it down there's no sustain like you get wp back for shift lmb which is okay although shift lmb is not very good in pve so if you don't need the mana, shift LMB is not really worth casting. There's better skills. Um, but if you do need the mana, you do get it back. And then HP, shifty is the only ability that gives you HP back, and it's 10 per hit. So it's really bad on only six hits. So it's like, yeah, you just don't get it. There's no sustain on this class whatsoever. It feels really bad. Um, Didn't Nova had sustain issues when it first came out? Yes, it did. And it, it got fixed a lot. Which I yeah, that's the thing. Like I'm pretty sure they'll add more sustain. 
I, I would be shocked if they didn't, because they usually yeah. do. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's 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 kind of my rundown. Um, I it is funny in retrospect to think about a week ago when this class got revealed and everyone was saying that it looked like Meteor. I had seen more than once in multiple places, Discord, Reddit, that quote, Blizzard, or Blizzard, uh, PA, instead of fixing WizWitch, suck WizWitch, they're instead gonna release a more powerful WizWitch. That, that is not where this is at, at all. Well, not yet. <laughs> That's what they're gonna say. Give it time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, no, and its current state is definitely not. It's slower. It, the damage is similar. You could argue the damage is similar, but it's significantly slower. Its movement is slower. Its ability cast times are way slower. Um, it actually has to manage stamina, which WizWiz does not. They, which was does not have to manage stamina in any sense. Um, there's not really a lot of range at all. Like the flow to SF is ranged. SRMB has a little bit of range and the spear chucking and the auto attacks have some range. Um, but you're not killing people from range with this class. Um, so it has no range and it has no protection. And also just as a fun little bonus item. Um, it has no utility. Well, yes, but I was going to say as a fun bonus item, not only does WizWitch have range, but a lot of their range is also protected. Yeah, there's that. And yeah, it has no utility. That. This is not a support class in any way. There's no there's no heals. There's no buffs for your party members. There's nothing support-wise. No bubble like, bullshit desync. There's no bubble. There is a single vacuum, but it's a very bad vacuum that's very short, and it's in a long animation that's unprotected. So it's uh, not a vacuum you will see much in large scale, maybe in 1v1s, but it's kind of a death trap for yourself. Um... Yeah, and it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't really have any support. It doesn't do anything that's going to benefit the people around you. It's a very just straight up damage dealing class, which I think is fine. It doesn't need to be support or anything like that at all. I I don't think it needs that stuff. I'm just pointing out the differences between this and that class. So a lot of people still compare. I I had someone telling me yesterday that it's literally a more powerful suck whiz witch. It's just waiting for the balance change. I'm like you, I, I you have to just not understand the game to feel that way. I think. I, I don't know how you could feel that way. Like if a wizard I, is a 10 on a scale of like just its overall kit and power, and the sage is like a four or a three in comparison. I would not be surprised at all though if post changes this did end up just being a better version of Awakened, like Witch and Wizard. Yeah, I could in terms of that. its damage output in large scale, maybe you can make an argument that because of the heals and PA that Witch and Wizard is still more valuable in large scale. Yeah. But certainly with the damage output and the AoEs. I don't I don't I mean, yeah, maybe. Right now it's just worse than both. I, I think. Yeah. But But maybe, I think it's gonna go through a lot of changes. It will, for sure. Um, I don't know. What do you guys do you guys like I everyone talks about this whenever a new class comes out and it, I really do think it's a problem. This whole uh slow excel decel thing on characters just feels bad 
and I wish they would stop doing it. Where you, where like your you character walk. takes a second to come to a stop. Yeah, and takes a second to start yeah. walking. Like when you press the button, it feels really bad. Like nobody likes they, it. I think they started doing that with Archer, and it's like, yeah, it's really awful. Yeah, and it's it so jarring bad. if you play a class that has that, and you play a class that doesn't have that. It's like so jarring to go back and forth between them. Yeah. No, it, it doesn't feel good at all. I don't think anyone, like, it's like the first thing everyone notices. I, I see it on Reddit every time. Like, when Nova came out, like, all the people that are playing, like, does anyone notice there's this weird, like, input latency when I press the buttons to walk and it takes forever for my character to stop moving? Um, Kinetic, like, energy just doesn't end. It's annoying. And then the other <laughs> thing is, like, uh, <laughs> um, like now on Sage, like a different group of people are trying Sage out and they're like, uh, does anyone notice this weird, slow acceleration, deceleration? Like it happens like every time. Like nobody likes this slow Excel decel thing. Like, it wouldn't it, it be as much good. of a problem if it wasn't for the fact that there are several things that you can't do while you're like yeah. coming to a stop. You can't pull your tent out. You can't change your items at Hadoom. Like all sorts of things. It just yeah. stops you from being able to do because your character still counts as moving. Yeah, if they got rid of that part of it, it wouldn't be that bad. I think there are still situations where it would be kind of irritating, but it really wouldn't be that bad. It's the fact that it prevents you from doing certain things that's, like, really frustrating. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Dude, I, I like the color scheme, too. I like the kind of, like, yellow, purple, and blue. Um... And I like that the hitboxes, when you actually like hit mobs, they're like this really, really deep blue, almost violet. That looks kind of sick. I, I know not everyone plays with their hit effects on, but the hit effects where like mobs like light up a certain color, I feel like is one of the cool, one of the cool things in this game. I think it's kind of cool the way it looks. And on this class, it looks super cool. I'm, I'm used to kind of the ugly orange color that Hash has. <laughs> or, or Kuno is like this weird pinkish. That's like not really pink. Um... So this one being blue looks really nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. Nayashi, can you talk a little bit about your experience fighting against uh, sages? Um, there really isn't much to it. Don't try to out say trade their abilities so far, at least with my DP. Um, the the movement is very tricky to follow at first because um they obviously just disappear from any sense of direction you can imagine them going um because like you said earlier they enter going in quote unquote one direction but they can freely move around um to a totally different direction thus juking you essentially so it's kind of aids the track um but Overall, I, I think like they're mostly slower than like say uh suck wizards movement they could just constantly pressure you and whatnot. I don't get that sense of pressure from a sage. So it's I can be a little bit more I guess conservative in my fight and try to watch what they're doing a lot easier. Yeah. Um and not really have to worry about pressuring or being out pressured as much. I mean, mind you, 
I've only had a handful of experiences. This class literally came out half a week ago. Yeah. No one's had an opportunity to really, truly get the class down. So, um, yeah, I'm sure someone's going to develop a play style that's going to change all those those aspects, maybe. And also, depending on what kind of changes they do to the class for balancing purposes or updates in general. So, I mean, there's a long road ahead before we can actually truly know what's going to end up happening in the end result. But as it currently stands, it's definitely not really too bad to deal with. Just don't try to trade their damage if you know they have more gear than you. That's my main thing so far. Yeah, yeah. I haven't uh I haven't won the one any sages yet, but I did fight several in um in a GVG. And man, they're just really easy to CC. <laughs> yeah. Like I can't tell you cuz I'm taking my wizard to GVGs, right? In the name of Nerf Suck Wizard. And the amount of times that they're like, oh, I'm going to pop up behind this group and cast this super big spell, and then I'm just like, fireball, no. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like, once you see it, like, anytime you see them come out, you can, you can CC them currently. Um, that, that's what was happening when I was dueling Amusa. It was like, the first few fights, they're like, dude, what the hell? And then... After a short time, they're like, oh, okay, I'm just going to stub arrow every time you come out of your movement and you're CC'd. Yeah, pretty oh, much. Uh, another thing that's like rough on this class. So one, like this, it uses a lot of stamina, which I think is okay. It's not like a bad thing. Um, but the block prevents your stamina from recovering, and I do not know why. It makes zero sense to me. Like the block is traditionally what you use to get your stamina back. And it's not like a particularly powerful block. It's, it's very basic. So I, I find it very strange that I can't recover stamina in my block. It has a cool visual graphic to it though. It has a, dude, it's such a cool, like his, that's one of the things that I love about the design is like how the weapon kind of expands out to be part of the abilities. Yeah. Looks really cool. Cause you also see the weapon, like it changes with when you die it. Oh really? Yeah, so you like see the diamond like if you if I die the cube red, you see the red like diamond in the abilities like where the weapon oh, is. Oh, they'll, they'll they'll fix that, don't worry. What do you mean? Didn't they uh there was the the thing with the black star weapons, you could die and whatnot. I guess that's not technically the same thing. I don't know. No, I think this is by design on purpose. Um it's not like the yeah, skills sure change it colors. It's just the the weapon within the skills changes colors because the weapon is like in all of your abilities in some aspect or another. Gotcha. Yeah, it's not like witch and wizard orbs where they just like vanish whenever you cast a skill. It's so the hard to track do? a sage. Oh my gosh. Yeah, witch wizard orbs, whenever you cast abilities, they like they just vanish. So like you'll have your orbs as a awakened wizard and then you'll use bull-eyed. And it's either that they just kind of like spin around you meaninglessly or they disappear completely. They don't actually go and like be any part of the animation itself. I still do wish the cube was like 20% larger when floating around the character. So it looked a little bit less like the Wizard and Witch Awakening weapons. Um, 
the other I thing? wish whenever you sat long enough, like sat still long enough for Sage, he would enlarge the cube to be the size of like a good sized box and then sit down on it. <laughs> I don't know why, but I think that would be super cool if he just like was chilling on the cube <laughs> while you're AFK. Um, so what do you guys think for, um, I mean, it's, it's going to get those prime skills, right? Like those two yeah. next to the e-buff, it has to? Yeah. Okay. Cause like, I don't know. I'm sitting here like, dude, is there a chance? Cause I know when Nova Awakening came out, everyone was like, dude, that's kind of a, not a very full Awaken kit. Like maybe there's more. Cause remember there's that Nova key and everyone's like, oh, there's probably more skills that you can unlock later. And then they never came out. So I'm like, dude, I, I hope there's actually these two prime skills. So this kit feels really bare bones. Yeah. One thing I've noticed, um, you can use the minimap to track a sage. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, they're not, it's not like an invisibility, like say uh Sork or Ninja when their movement is invisible. Yeah. You can you can actually track them in the minimap. So it's a trick for those interested. So that's I mean it's kind of annoying to have to constantly look at the minimap, but if you get good with it, it's it's not that big a deal. Um Yeah. Apparently, there's some. Uh, sometimes you can see like debuffs or buffs on them when they're moving, as well. So it kind of helps you track them. Yeah. So if they charge up their ability, uh, if they charge up an ability and then and then move, it's uh, it's fine. Like you can actually see it. They get these two like balls or whatever. Uh, like on their hands. But if they don't charge up their abilities, then yeah, they're basically, they're just invisible. Uh, Zoom man. I'm on my mini map when I fight one. There are some matchups on this class that they, they do not feel good. Oh, Sork is one of them. Yeah, if you follow the minimap, it's really cheese. <laughs> it's actually much easier. Yeah. Um. I don't know. <laughs> they can't move. <laughs> can't move without me being right on their ass. Are you fight? You're fighting a sage right now. I'm fighting one right now. Yeah. I mean, mind you, he doesn't really have that much gear, but just I'm mostly just for showing the minimap tra tracking. Uh, duh, duh. So, uh, what do you guys think? Uh, what are you guys assuming the awakening is going to be? Um, dude, I, I think it's going to be a bigger chain. You know, you gotta have that that bling bling around the neck. I don't know. It's um, 
It's a good question. Like, what do you actually give the guy that apparently designs his own weapons? <laughs> right. It's a little confusing. I mean, he, he supposedly designed the ultimate weapon, which is his necklace. So what comes after that? I think a bracelet. Maybe he needs a bracelet. That's that's what he needs. I wouldn't be surprised if they leaned more into the physicality aspect of him. <laughs> the sage is going to have a telescope. He is an astro. Uh, wait. W- wasn't he uh, an astrophysicist or whatever? What, what What was their story with him? Not entirely sure. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna go more with like the whole like physical like how some of the animations have like the big fucking fist. Like I think mm-hmm. they're gonna turn him into a bit of a fighter. That's what I think too. I think they're gonna go with the fighter thing. Because he's fucking jacked, by the way. Can we talk about he, that for a second? He's ripped, dude. He's huge and ripped. Like he's Probably. the second he's the second tallest playable like character. Like, aside from Giant, who isn't human, and, like, Sage is. So he's the tallest human. And he's fucking huge. I don't know. I feel like they're gonna go with a more, like... His succession is, like, the castery type, like... You use your necklace, like, cube thing to, like, crush your enemies with your magic. And then the Awakening is gonna be more, like... You just fucking obliterate people with, like, enhanced physical prowess. I can see it. So it's like he finds some way, I don't know how, but he finds some way to like boost his physical capabilities, essentially. To where it's almost like he has a fucking goddamn JoJo stand. You know how when he blocks it, it shows his weapon as like that, kind of like the triangles, the three triangles in front of him, or three diamonds, I mean? Yeah. Um, I was thinking, what if like he just empowers himself and when he's in awakening, like that thing is just literally around him and he's hovering like an inch or two off the ground and it's just like spinning around him. Like, you know how, I'm trying to see one of these animations that like kind of does that animation that I'm talking about. Um, I don't know, like, oh, you like SF. So when you start SF, you kind of see the triangle spinning. Um like 360 degrees like uh horizontally like that would be dude, what if he's just floating around dude that would be epic he's like an archon in uh diablo or or starcraft you know he actually awakens like the definition he, of he, it he, he uh he fucking just absorbs the black spirit just becomes a uh an archon is that what you think yeah dude I'd be down. Were you guys surprised that the offhand was a talisman? No. What if that what if that is his awakening? Is that he actually like lore wise he defeats the black spirit and then like the black Eaten. spirit's power becomes like a part of him or some shit like that? Probably. Yeah. That'd be pretty neat. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, dude, he feels so awful to fight against a Sork with. It's it's just, oh my god, dude. That bad, huh? Oh, it feels so bad. It feels so bad against a Sork. <laughs> like, any, 
any class that like they can just instant react and use the CC like right when you come out, it's just it feels really bad. I'm watching a wizard that's fighting the same sork that I fight and he just AoE bounds with full take. <laughs> <laughs> and it works. Uh yeah, right right now I can just literally track him with a mini map and it's not that big a deal. Yeah. Uh, this this class definitely needs some improvements for sure. That being said, I said the same thing with Guardian being slow and then it became an actual fucking monster. So don't don't buff this class. But Guardian didn't need a bunch of buffs to become a monster. Like it already was there. Yeah, but it did get a lot of buffs and became an even more ridiculous thing. I don't think I don't think it got that. Because I remember buffs. my uh, my critiques on it before. I'm like, this class is so slow. Its major perk is it slows you down to be as slow as it. <laughs> and then they, they did. Uh, I do remember they sped up Guardian a lot, but I don't remember well, if they, that was on Global Labs or on our server. Well, they gave it like the connection stuff, but it wasn't like it wasn't like they buffed the damage or like sped much up, honestly. Dude, also, like, the other thing, too, is, like, you have to, to recover stamina, you have to S-block. And the S-block CCs you. Like, if someone hits <laughs> your S-block, it's over. It, it the, If someone hits your S-block, you get not only block-locked, but also stamina-locked. That feels bad. Can we remove block-lock, by the way? Is that a thing we can do? Well, warrior can fucking cancel out of theirs, no problem. I mean, some classes can cancel out, but yeah, Blackhawk in general is definitely an issue for some classes. It gets really annoying in Zerker PvP when I'm trying to do Frenzy Destroyer, and instead I'm locked in a block animation. Yeah. I don't know. So far, cool animations. Not impressed with the PvP, though. You're not impressed with the PvP? Yeah. Yeah, it'll it'll get there. I, I don't feel what like... What are you talking about, dude? This is a better Succession Wizard. Dude, I, <laughs> I do feel better about the start of this class than I did about the start of Nova. Like, because the Nova is like, well, now you gotta, like, I don't know, like Nova, this just, this class just feels a little bit better to me. Oh shit. Dude, this is, I'm fighting, fighting Sorks is, it's hard, dude. I'm just gonna end, I'm going, nope. Unprotected inting. It's all unprotected. You know, this should just like nerf Suck Wizard to be Sage mode and, you know, we'll be, everyone will be happy. Hey, dude, I just won three in a row. I'm a, <laughs> I'm so good. Sage is busted. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Literal meteor! Alright, what do I do against a wizard? Here we go. This is gonna be rough, dude. Um Maybe I can counterbound him, you know? He wouldn't he'll never be ready for it. Oh yeah, Blizzard slows my frame rate, I forgot.
So is that all for Sage or? I think so. I mean, do you think we'll get a? When did they? They said we were gonna get it four weeks later. Awakening. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. They said approximately four weeks. Yeah. Um. I'll say this: their their AOE range is considerable. Yeah. Their AOE size is is nice. Oh. For sure. Uh, I was going to say, because we got the class before everyone, right? So do you think that we'll get, um, we'll get patch, like a patch to change some of the stuff this week? Oh, let, wait, let me go real quick. A list of the bugs. Bug number one is obviously the e-buff thing. Um, bug number two, well, this one's not a bug. This one's more quality of life. It, it the super armor that you get from the iframe and from the e-buff needs to go in the protection icon area as well. It's only on your buff bar, which is really confusing. Um, that needs to also be there, in my opinion, I don't know. Oh God. Um, dude, if this class, when this class gets resisted, it's over. Like you just automatically lose. You're so slow. <laughs> um, <laughs> that So that needs to be on the buff bar. I also think that they need to put, um, Oh, the the other bug. Sorry, the other bug is the um. If you die while charging a skill, when you res up the next time you iframe, it'll use that skill. Like so, if I press SF, and I go into <clears throat> I go into my iframe, come out and immediately die, or if I charge up and die before I go into the iframe, I can res up, and then iframe forward, and it'll release that skill. Like it's still in charge. Just kind of weird. Kind of hard to deal with. Uh, and awkward and not supposed to happen. Um, yeah, I kind of hope it gets a couple more flows too. It really only has four. And only... Um, um, I, guess, I guess they're all I, they're all fairly useful, but I don't know. Just, you know. A lot of people say this class feels really good, like the speed when you're e-buffed like that, or z-buffed, like that's where the speed should be. It's funny because like this class is actually so slow that when I am z-buffed, it like... It feels normal. Yeah, it, well, I mean, it feels pretty fast z-buffed. It, it's probably too fast z-buffed, but if it was like 10% faster, I think it would feel all right. Yeah. Um, As long as they don't buff any damage as well. Like either, well, I don't know. It's like, it's damage is okay. Dude, the other thing too is like, it has accuracy. I always hear like, well, it can shred a striker because it's got so much accuracy. It's like, well, <laughs> the accuracy buff is, is on shift LMB and it lasts 10 seconds, which is great. But shift LMB is really slow. You can't cancel any part of it. It's not protected. Um, and well, let me just make sure I have this right. I believe it also... Uh, I don't have the skill icons memorized. Um, it also does not have a CC on it. So it's an unprotected damage dealing ability that's kind of moderate to low damage, that's really slow, no cancels, um, that you're really not ever gonna actually have up in a fight. Like if you're actually fighting a striker, you're not gonna have that accuracy buff up. It's not worth using in a combo. Now, if they did something like some of these flows, 
Like if they did something where I could use an ability and then use any of the flows after by holding a button, that would actually make some of these flows feel a lot better. Like if, the, yeah. you know the flow uh, res to SF? Like if I could go like shift R and B and then F or shift L and B and then F, like something else and then use the flow to a different skill, that would actually feel pretty decent. But yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, or let you just hop bar some of these skills, I guess. I don't know. Make them independent. What do you think of the little dash thing? We haven't talked about that. That it, I find it so odd that that's like your hardest hitting skill in PVE, is prime form shift and prime uh or flow form recall, where you like dash, dash forward, hold back. on B and dash back. Yeah, it's like legit your hardest hitting damage in PVE. Like reminds by, me to. Path of Exile with uh, one of those um, one of those skills in Path of Exile. You could do a build around that, just dashing through the mobs to kill them. I think it's pretty cool that you can separate them. I think that's a pretty cool thing that you can do. Yeah, that part is cool. Although it does feel weird to, in order to cast the second one separately, you still press forward R and B, but it makes you go backwards. Which, go backwards, yeah. yeah it's kind of it's kind of <laughs> disorienting whenever you first start doing it. You're like, wait, what the fuck? Uh. I forgot the the last bug, the last level of prime ancient wisdom, which is the passive, the prime passive, uh, doesn't have anything in it. it. Costs ten points and it has no stats in there. I'm sure there is a stat, maybe it's just a tooltip error, but there's actually nothing in there. It's like, yeah, it's just blank. It probably is two magic AP if I had to guess, but whatever it is, I can't tell. Doesn't say. Does not say. Uh, Rez, if this class, once once it's just the uh, succession version, since we don't know what the awakening is, once it's out, um, is this something you would consider maining? Or, or tagging? He walked out on that question. Yeah. I don't know. No, maybe. <laughs> was that a door? Yeah, that was my my. The wind blew my door shut. <laughs> I was like, the timing on that. He's like, yeah, fuck that question. I'm out. <laughs> Probably not. The thing is, is like, I know this is gonna sound funny coming from me, but because I've played all the casters, I'm not really a caster person. Actually, right. I don't actually enjoy playing casters uh, in MMOs, generally speaking. And this is why my first character I played was a Berserker, and my second character I played was a Warrior. So, I don't know. I'm not really that interested in it. Uh, I'm interested to see what they do for the Awakening. If they do go a more, like, physical enhancement type route, mm -hmm. that I kind of think and hope they will, then possibly. But this succession doesn't really interest me all that much, really. If they do make this a fighter, though, like let's just say that theory is right, since he does have a lot of muscles, um, is it gonna feel weird him being a fighter and then like your pre awakening is this stuff? Like, does this even fit that? Uh, does Nova's awakening fit its pre awakening? No. <laughs> but that's the only class that that's really true. And that's also the last class that was released, so maybe this is the new direction they're going in with their class designs. Yeah, maybe they're just trying to make Succession an entirely different class than Awakening. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It it doesn't make sense to me, but neither does Nova, but they still did it that way. So, I don't know. Yeah. What do you think of the outfit? I actually think it's kind of sick. Um, I don't know. It's it's all right. You like it? I feel like the armor is fine, but they got really lazy with the helmet. I feel like I oh, yeah. wish it was more than just a fucking faceplate type thing. Yeah, the helmet's bad. I like the armor. I I didn't realize there were two different outfits, and I accidentally bought the one where when you remove the cape, it just takes his shirt off but leaves his cape on, which sucks. <laughs> I don't want to remove his shirt. I wanted to remove his cape. Oh, uh, no. It would be cool if you did, like, the visor down thing on the helmet and it turned it into Magneto's helmet and covered your whole head. Yeah, that would be mildly interesting. I don't know. I, I'm always more of a fan of covering the face on, uh, like, armor-type classes. So if the, it had a helmet but with an open face, I think that would be kind of strange. But it would keep Professor X out of his head. <laughs> it would. It would do that. You're not wrong. <laughs> Cinny says, trust me, you don't want to remove the cape and just have his offhand strings hanging down. Yeah, those strings are his talisman. And a lot of people don't realize that. That's not part of his cape or the costume. That's actually his talisman. That's the talisman uh, skin. Uh, <laughs> this talisman I, I kind of think it looks alright though I don't hate I don't hate the little tail thingy let me make it white hold on let's see maybe I should make his cape white now I'm just going to spend time dyeing his outfit good lord I'm just using uh, Grunel I think it looks fine on him yeah, I gotta do the quest. I gotta do the quest. But also, I'm not, like, maining him, so if I was maining him, I'd be much more likely to buy an outfit for him. Dude, he looks kind of cool with a white cape. Reminds me of, like, the different version of Marth in uh, Smash Brothers. Alright, it doesn't look that cool. I take it back. I don't like this <laughs> white cape. Maybe I can make it gray. No, that gray looks bad. Dark gray? Why does that make it look brown, though? Okay, it looks cool in game. I don't know. Um, Yeah, so I, I think he's cool. I He's more fun to me than I expected, considering I knew just from the little bit that he was probably going to be pretty slow. Um, yeah. I do hope they speed him up a little bit, because slow is very niche. Like, Way more people prefer fast, or at least faster. Like, no, it doesn't need to be Ninja Kuno Sork, but is it too much to ask to make it like, I don't know, like Awaken Mystic or something like yes. that? I don't think classes <laughs> need to be that slow. I don't know why they're so slow. It doesn't need to be Wizard Witch fast, but I don't know, Awaken DK or, or Mystic. I don't know, what's like a moderate speed class? I feel like Awaken Mystic is the closest to like the middle. Or it's not like I think non non speed spell witch and wizard is probably where it could sit at a reasonable point. 
Awaken or suck? Awaken. That's so slow though, dude. It already it's feels still like faster that. than what you have right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it? I haven't played Wiz yeah. Witch in so long. I feel like wit witches are faster, like detonative flow. Hmm. I don't know, like some of the quick burst skills are pretty quick on witch, I feel like. Like a Fisher Wave and all the little ones. No, Fisher Wave takes a second because you have the flow which auto connects now. You no longer get to choose whether to do it or not. Yeah, and Voltaic's fairly fast too. I don't know. I don't, yeah, those are faster than this for sure. That's true. Okay, so this would feel, um, yeah, I guess like if those were, if it felt closer to that, it wouldn't be as bad. This has better movement though. Like that's the thing is like, I think the movement is really good on this class. Like you're not, you don't need to change anything with the movement at all. Like whereas like when Nova first came out, suck and awaken, you're like, dude, is this the movement? Because this doesn't feel that good. Like Nova Awakening does, but without the iframe, it felt kind of bad. And then, um, I don't know. But Suck just, I still think Suck movement feels really terrible on Nova. Like this feels better than Suck Nova. Oh, I do want to point out too, the one thing that kind of is ir irritating me. They demoed and showed off and bragged about how you can move through objects with Rift Chain, the iframe. Dude, it has collision when it's not on cooldown. So you're basically, you can't reposition in PvE at all. It's like every other skill ignores collision when you move backwards or to the sides and only has collision when you move forward, except for this one that was demoed as not having collision. It has collision, and it's actually really irritating. It's, it's like super hard to get through mobs when you're on when it's on cooldown and it feels really bad i kind of hate it like let me have no collision when i move backwards at the very least so i can reposition in mobs it, it feels terrible i, don't I like think the issue is is that you can freely move once you're inside the portal right so you can cast it backwards to get the no collision and then just move forwards yeah, but you can also just, on every other class, you just turn your camera around and cast backwards and you technically move forward. Yeah, I don't know. I think they should just remove collision. It it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, both, like, balance-wise and, like, lore-wise, especially, that it has collision on it. Yeah, someone points out he can't even sprint. He can sprint right when you're out of stamina for about half a second. If you lock your movement skills, he can sprint or put your weapons away, okay? <laughs> yeah, he can't sprint. That's true. That's actually kind of funny. Um, I don't know. Yeah, so uh, the Sage, kind of cool. I could see Mewa maining it, but I actually, I, I'm going to hold out. I, I, it's going to be hard because what we're about to talk about, we're about to talk about the new Awakening skills. And I really, really, really want to try some of them. So I am, I am withholding Same. temptation. I'm trying so hard to not re-tag because it's just so incredibly expensive for me to tag. Um, I'm trying not to tag, but I really want to try some of these other awakening skills so badly. Um, in particular, the Sork skill looks super fun and strong and OP and really strong. Um, so yeah, 
I don't know. Uh, it's it's tough. I, I'm going to try to hold out till Awakening, but I hope it's not actually four weeks like they said. I hope it's sooner than that. <laughs> uh, Alright, you want to talk about the new Awakening skills? Sure, I can bring us in here. So for anyone who doesn't know, over the past, uh, what, three weeks? Four weeks? Probably more like four weeks. Uh, on Global Labs, they've been giving every single class's Awakening kit one extra skill. Um, it varies on how useful this is. For some classes, it's extremely useful. For other classes, it is basically useless. Uh, just kind of depends. I think for most classes, they feel like it's a good addition to the kit while not necessarily fixing their perceived problems of what their kit has. But nonetheless, is a is a is a good addition to what was already previously existing. Um. So what are the what are the what are the classes that you've messed around with, Frosty? Because I've pretty much only messed around with one, and then I've seen two more that I'm like interested in. Uh, I spent a lot of time on Global Labs messing with them before they came out, um, and they've changed like a lot since then. So the ones I've experienced since the patch are Sork, Warrior, um, Tamer, Ninja, Kuno, Ranger, Zerker. Guardian, uh, mo most of the classes, I would say, actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> so I probably shouldn't just list every class. I had I had at least every class uh, test their damage and like show me some of the flows like in person so I could just see how it works um, and then ask their opinion on it in PvP and PvE. Um, so yeah, w uh, where do you want to start? Which ones do you think are, are pretty good so far? Well, I guess we can start with the most broken, which you were just talking about. Uh, Sork it seems to be insane. Just taking the ability on its own merits, it seems to be really like crazily powerful from what I've seen and from what I've heard. Um, yeah. I'm assuming you've heard slash seen similar things, judging from what you were saying. It is a very, very strong strong ability and every sork that got it is like yeah this skill's awesome um i don't think it's a broken ability though um it was on global labs because it had a hundred percent down smash that was like insane uh but they removed that before it came to live it no longer has that it is a very hard hitting skill somewhat similar to grim reaper's judgment um but i don't think it's broken necessarily but it is a very good skill uh and they are very, very happy about it for everything, PvE and PvP. PvE helps them with stamina management. Basically, you get to start your violation chain a little bit later, um, and it does pretty good damage. It's pretty fast, flows really well, and then in PvP, it's just super armor damage trade. Um, and it just looks really cool. So f it, it looks like a fun skill to use. I Yeah, I, like I said, I don't really, I don't think it's broken, honestly, but um, it is one of the more powerful ones that came out. Um, yeah, and they added a lot of cancels to it. Um, what about the, let's see, the war, have you messed with the warrior one? I have not, no. So, I'm, and I, I'm, I'm trying to be as positive as I can about all of these, but the warrior one is, um disappointing to me just because of the damage like i actually thought so the initial launch of it it had no crit 
it was like a thousand percent or eleven hundred percent times four and had three or four percent accuracy and then when it actually came out it was 1356 times three with two hits um so the initial uh dash is like a hit right when you get to the target and then the upward slash is a second hit and then they added 100% crit made the accuracy 10% and it has air attack um but it still feels like it doesn't do that much damage so I don't know I feel like the damage on it maybe it's just reduced an incredible amount in pvp but I I think um I don't know I, I was talking to uh there's a, a guildie named six sons in my guild plays warrior pvps a lot and he was saying he actually likes it as a catch um, because it actually is quite fast. So he's like okay with it, but it's not like anything like super special. Yeah. I just think it should it should do a little bit more damage as a refloat, um, in my opinion. I know like some people would hate me for saying that because a lot of people think Warrior's OP, but I actually do think relative to other classes, Warrior's damage isn't that nutty to me. So I think having a refloat that is unprotected and does pretty good damage would have been fine. Um, that's, you know, so there's that. Um, the Ranger one, I don't know. Like, my perspective on this is different. I actually feel like it, it hits pretty hard and it's pretty fast and it flows super quick after skills. Um, but every Ranger I've talked to says they think it's shit and they can't, that it, yeah. it's useless. But... I, I don't know what the perspective is. Maybe it's just the bow damage is just too insane, or maybe... I, I don't know. But when I was hit with this skill, it, it hit uh, almost as hard as the Sork one. Um, but I, I don't know. So I, I'd have to see. Like I guess it just depends on the gear and what you're going up against. Um, it doesn't have much accuracy. Maybe that's part of the issue. It's only 3%. Uh, maybe because it's only 40% crit, it's inconsistent on its hits as well. Uh, so yeah, like the Sork one is always going to hit about the same because it has good accuracy and 100% crit. And this one is like, you know, 40% crit, 3% accuracy. It's just maybe if those numbers match Sork, if it was 100% crit and 15% accuracy, you'd actually be like, oh shit, this feels good. So hopefully they do something with that. But it does have forward guard, which is, I think is actually kind of nice for them because they, they do have a lot of SA. So forward guard damage is nice, but in the current state, I guess, they, they say it doesn't hit quite hard enough. Now, they take it way too far and say it's completely useless, but I do think it's actually now, if you grind on Awakening, it's part of your rotation. It's actually good damage in PvE. For sure. Yeah, I've also heard not super good things about that skill. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely seems like it's kind of one of the weaker ones. Uh, I'm just going down the list in the patch notes. So the Zerker one. Uh, Seismic Blast. Your thoughts on yeah. this one? Uh, really good, actually. Um, solid, solid damage. Nice. Uh, it, it does about the same amount of damage, I think, as Ancient Wave without Split Shot Edition. Uh, of course, on like a way shorter cooldown and also no wind-up. You can cast it after multiple, multiple skills, mm -hmm. which is really nice. So, like, there's just a lot of like ways that you could use it. A lot of variety basically very very useful um i don't know if it really changes all that much in terms of what the class was lacking um i guess it gives them more it lets them go in and burst people granted a little bit less burst than you would with an ancient way split shot but it lets you burst people more often hmm. which is nice 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. It it's it's definitely a good addition. I think it's one of the better skills for sure. Um, so yeah, overall, pretty happy with it. Honestly, I good. have a I have a friend that I asked him before this skill came out if if this skill is gonna make make him move from succession to awaken, and he said no, he prefers succession. And then he was messing with the skill, and he sent me a message, and he was like. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna play Awakening for Node Wars now. And I was like, it's that good? He's like, dude, it so keep in mind this guy, he has like my gear. So he was like he was saying it helps so much with being able to secure kills that mm -hmm. that he actually feels like he's not totally useless in Node Wars. And granted, he does only like 30, 45s. So obviously in Siege, like, you know, when you're getting hit by Wizwitch, this isn't gonna do anything. But when you're in like the smaller 30 man, 45 man, it actually like feels really good to go up and engage someone and know like I can actually just chunk their health completely safely as long as my positioning is good. Yeah. Um, plus you get the PD. Grim Reaper feel. You get the Grim Reaper that is, feel. That is definitely... Because like there were so many times where like I saw opportunities to go in because if you're playing Berserker, you have to play off of opportunities based on like what the enemy ball is doing essentially. So like I'm in RBF and there were so many times where I'm like, dude, there that's a free kill right there if my ancient way was off cooldown. And then I'd be like, oh wait, I could just go in. I can literally just lava piercer, ground lifting, which is core, so it's protected, into this skill, and then rocket jump out. And it's like it's not as much damage as you would from like a ancient way split shot combo, but it is like completely protected aside from like the tiny little gaps in between the skills. And it does do a good amount of damage. So it is definitely like a very, very like useful skill. Like you said, it's not really gonna help in large scale. I don't think any like one skill can. You kinda need to tackle a different issue entirely to fix that kind of thing. But it is definitely a welcome addition to the kit and is is definitely one of the stronger skills. Yeah. Um the cooldown on it is nice too. Yeah, it's really low. Uh the tamer one, uh again, it's it's in itself, it's an alright skill. It hits pretty hard, especially with the air attack if you use it after Garuda or a float. Um, but it's not it's a completely unnecessary their combo damage is already so high, and this is just combo damage skill, so it's basically of zero benefit to them. Um I think if you just if you removed the stiffness maybe and made it forward guard or super armor, they'd be more inclined to like this one. But uh no. I, I don't know. I, I don't see uh any tamers excited about this one. PvE though, kinda nice. Does decent damage in PvE, um, from what I saw. I had someone showing me it in PvE and it, it looked like it actually hits pretty hard. And it has like it's not a big AoE, but relative to their other skills, it's okay AoE. Uh the Valkyrie one, Divine Impulsa. Um, this one is like kind of like super middle of the road. Like it's pretty decent. It's not amazing or anything, but it's like pretty decent. I I think uh, it's like Node War combo chip damage. I guess. Like if you CC someone in a Node War, you you can now use like Terra Sancta and then this, and not have to worry about getting CC'd as long as your positioning isn't crap. Um. So it's like kind of decent, but it's it's nothing crazy, but it's it's pretty all right. Um, and the damage is is pretty good too. So yeah, 
There's that. Uh, the Musa one is very nice. Um, I've heard uh, some good things. Yeah. So I haven't asked it. I should have asked this person for permission to use this name. So I'm just going to say his quote and not say who it is. But I was asking someone who means uh, Awaken Musa what they think. Um, you don't want him to get chastised by the Musa community. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they basically said that um, the the skill makes them feel like they don't have to use projection, which right now, as everyone knows that plays Musa, projection is like kind of insane because uh, it does double the damage. It like basically hits twice. Um, the when well, you they have don't the, have to use a broken skill to have do the core well, one. That's good. Well, they were saying like basically they feel like they can actually kill people. Like this, this like makes the combo feel like really, really good in in one v ones. Like they're damn. I mean, it buffs their entire combo, right? Like nine yeah. percent accuracy, nine percent hit rate is huge. I I keep saying this. It's like equivalent to putting on if let's say if you're like Nayashi and you're running often and Lieber, right? It'd be like I'm putting not running on... off and lever though. What are you talking about? Have you in the past? Okay, yeah. Alright, so if you're like past Nayashi, <laughs> if you're like very recent past Nayashi and you're running off and lever, it would be the equivalent of putting on or equipping uh, a Tet Tauros belt and a Tet Ominous ring. Like that's how much accuracy you get from it. Um, so it's it's pretty nice. The damage on it is just meh it's not like super crazy or anything nothing like the sork skill it's just like average damage but the accuracy buff helps everything and um it has like quite a few flows like you don't have to actually use the whole ability you can just use one uh hit or the other depending on which skill you use it after so kind of nice uh frost flower on live for mewa nayashi is this did this one change at all since global labs no it's still the okay. same uh needs a little bit of work um and some of the connections um but uh it does pretty good for damage um not as much damage as i was hoping it was because obviously global lives you couldn't really tell what the fuck you're dealing with but um because damage testing in global lives is wonky but um the uh, uh the skill overall is pretty solid um I did a poll to try to, try to get other males' opinions on it, what they say. Quite a few people that think it's not very good. Um, um, mostly because it's not protected is, I believe, what their primary reasoning is. And um, then uh, there was uh, another half, almost half of the uh, votes were basically suggesting it's good so they like it so it, it just depends on who you talk to i think overall it's just the protections aspect that is bugging people does that 10 ap buff help is that noticeable for the rest of your con like are you using this to keep that up 100 percent of the time like in PvE no. and stuff? no it's just you weave it into a combo kind of thing that's essentially the the just I see. 10 AP is a lot. Like I, on Kuno, we use block jump on purpose and the flow to lunar uh, dash for that AP. But I guess May was just so. I mean, I saw your damage. So I, your damage on Awakening is insane. 
Who were we testing on? Was it was it Rage that morning on Wednesday morning? Yeah. Yeah, your damage is what what's your AP? With your awakening or your awaken AP? Uh, it was 286. 286. So. And do you remember your sheet accuracy? Do you know it off the top of your head? Or are you on your character you could see your sheet accuracy? Uh, it was roughly 356. Okay, 356 sheet accuracy, 286 awaken AP. You were able to easily one combo 402 DP striker that's running Sissel Neck and Orkin Red Belt. Yeah. So the damage is quite nice. But yeah. Keep in mind, I mean I am setting up the the uh the damage for like, you know, the ideal scenario, but it's very possible to pull off realistically. So if you were so fighting like yeah, I was going to say if you're fighting him in a like a legitimate fight and you catch him with I don't know, a a, a stiff or whatever. Yeah. Could yeah. you so, do you think you'd feel confident that you'd be able to one combo him? Yeah. I think I could. What if you were 301 AP? I could combo him just fine at 301. Okay. Um, so, like, uh, the main buffs that I was using the prep with, because this is generally I do when I'm trying to test a combo. So I do four blind thrusts. It gives me 30% crit across the board, which affects a number of skills in Awakening, um, as well as Succession. But... Um, in terms of awakening, like using four blind thrusts is a very common skill for an engagement tool. We're going to have that buff up uh, pretty much in most cases, 99% of the time. Um, maybe if we have to play a lot more safe versus a class, maybe we might catch them with red moon and we haven't used like um, FTB in like five seconds or so. And then eventually it runs off mid combo kind of thing. I could see that happening. But uh, for the most part, you would end up with that buff on the regular. Right. Um, and then beyond that, the Royal Rage attack speed buff, which is pretty common to have up to. A um, little bit more likely that that might not be there, but I don't think the 10% attack speed was making or breaking the combo at all. So that was the only thing I was doing prep-wise. Um, so yeah, I was able to kill him uh, pretty consistently. If this skill uh, had... was full... actually a surprise... Right. So. If, if this skill had forward guard, would would the Maywa community be happy with forward guard? I think it would be better. I'm just wondering, because you guys do have a lot of super armor. Do, don't you not really have that much forward Actually, guard? Actually, we have a lot of frontal guards too in the Awakening kit, to be fair. Um, I mean, they've done a lot of overhauling on the Awakening kit over the last year, you know? So right. we have... Pedal Drill, December, our essay. Uh, uh, you got Pedal Bloom, Moonlight Dash, our essay. The Stab is uh, Moonrise's essay. You can use it as a linger to bait someone in. It's not really used for anything practical other than baits. Um, the Movement on Stigma is essay, but the Stab is unprotected. So it sounds like Sleep this skill stuff. by itself would be fine if some of the other skills that are protected had a little bit of a damage buff. Does that sound right? Or I don't even know. Like, does it is it damage you're missing anymore? Or what what is I mean, what is Mayo's problem? Yeah, our now? chip damage our tip dam our chip damage is kind of meh. Right. Your combo a, damage like, is good, your chip damage is bad. It it depends on who you're fighting. Like um obviously 
you're not going to be able to pull off damage like a sword, for example, if they do Grim Reapers, but not very many classes can. So to be fair, um, Grim Reapers pretty strong, especially with a core skill being essay. But um, like Petal Bloom, Moonlight Dash, they do pretty good damage. Um, so those ones I don't think are too much of an issue. I, maybe ideally like a 5% increase wouldn't be you know, like a terrible request to have on that for chip damage purposes. Um, but the main the main offender here, as far as chip damage is concerned, is uh, Petal Drill in December. They do basically nothing as far as chip damage on high-end PvP. Um, and lower gear score, they'll actually hit pretty hard. Um, but uh, yeah, in, uh, in high-end, they don't really chunk all that much. Maybe if you're only fighting like DR targets, I... I I guess you could see it doing pretty decent damage, but if you fight anyone that has like even a shred of evasion, it drill falls off pretty hard as an example. And that's like one of our main like skills that we use to chip people with. We're like constantly throwing it out because it applies a 30% movement slow. So it's, yeah, it's toxic. Kind of like, yeah, it's, it's pretty nice, but uh, it's also one of the core skills that we, we would typically use between that and pedal bloom. So it's a bound, which if anyone's running Adamantians, the, the core skill on is unfortunately not very useful, but it is what it is. So Still throw it out anyways. Would you say like a TLDR is just nerf the Mewa? No, hell no. Why would you ever say well, that? If it was I think nerf that's what I was I think that's what I was hearing as well. Yeah. Never never nerf, never nerf the Mewa. The What's meat and on? potatoes. Well, the thing is, is like if it gets nerfed just a couple times. Then are we going to hear oh, anyone God. actually complain about it, or is it just going to not be played and then the problem solved? You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, you're, they're already <laughs> on the verge of that. I mean, there's less and less Mewas out there. Um, I mean, there, a lot, a lot of, a lot of Mewas swap between Suck and Awakening, but uh, I think the mass majority of them for large scale are playing Awakening, just because it's it's a little bit more easy access to throwing out the SA trade damage. So, it's mostly the reason. Um, okay, let's move on to the witch. Uh, lightning Blast. Insane. Lightning Blast is a very powerful skill. Forward guard it's, skill, it's, two hits, very hard-hitting, high accuracy, decent crit, air attack down it attack. It is the only skill that I think is could take the the title away from Swerk for being the most powerful newly added skill. Yeah? Yeah, that shit is insane how powerful it is. A bunch of the people that were previously Awakening Witches and either re-rolled to non-witch or to Succession Witch in our guild decided to go back to Awakening to try out the new skill, and it is actually fucking batshit insane how powerful it is. The damage, the range, the fact that it's like meteor range but also protected, it's basically a slightly less damage and no CC meteor with like a fucking fraction of the cooldown. It's really crazy. Yeah. You think it does the same damage as Meteor? No, less damage. Okay, less okay. damage. I was gonna say, okay. Less damage than Meteor, less AoE, about the same range, I would say, and also is like frontal guard protected, obviously. But right. also instead of a thirty second cooldown, it's like seven seconds seven, or whatever yeah. it is. So do you think this one's Busted or just strong? Ah. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, 
I think it's busted, but when you compare it to Succession, like not really. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't have, think you can. It doesn't have the slow on it though. It's one of the reasons why it doesn't bother me as much. It doesn't have the slow. It has no CC, so it is just damage. Like it's just pure damage. Um, yeah. The cooldown is a little hurts, short. Though. It's like crazy to me that that cooldown is seven seconds, but then the the ranger version which basically does less damage than that and is a melee skill, has a nine second cooldown. Very odd how they decide these things. Um, okay, Maybe yeah, that skill seemed pretty good. Them. I was messing with it. It, it. it seemed like it hit pretty hard. Um, it does, it hits really hard. It's just like, I'm so used to, normally when I get hit by stuff, Wizwitch does, it not only hits hard, they're fully protected. I'm also slowed and CC'd. So that's strange to me. It doesn't have all those things, you know? <laughs> it's just, you, you <laughs> feel like confusing. there's something missing. Yeah. If I, would, if I was going to change it in any way, I think I would just bring the cooldown up a little bit, a couple seconds, and we're probably fine. Because um, the issue is, is like a lot of people are returning to Awakened Witch now because of this skill. Like with yeah. that, we're either playing other classes or we're playing Succession Witch. So like, you don't want them to go back, right? You want them to be able to play it if that's what they want to do and feel good about it. I also kind of don't like that it's not protected. I mean that it is protected. Sorry, I I, I don't know. It's just like it. It's not even a projectile you can avoid. So why is it protected? It just yeah. appears on you. I, I don't know. I'm not a fan of it being protected. In this case, it's like, I think about the Sage and all the Sage's skills, and I'm like, LOL, those are way slower than this and are not protected. And then this one has way more range and is protected. It's very, very odd to me. But Yeah, it's interesting to me that they decided to give it Frontal Guard whenever it's like the range on it is insane. Yeah. Um. Okay, so the wizard one. Uh, this is basically Hellfire in a melee ability that doesn't move you. It's just an instant Hellfire right in front of you. Uh, this is the only one I haven't actually gotten to see its damage in game. Um, the other thing too is like it's very hard to hear Wizard's perspective on it because they all are so used Please. to their succession. <laughs> yeah, so they're like, ah, yeah. uh, doesn't feel like Voltaic Frigid. It's bad. So I don't know. Uh, this one's kind of tough. I, I'm not sure if it's good or bad. In theory, I think it's okay, but it's not like uh, this skill is not any remotely close to making anyone want to switch off of Suck to play. So Yeah, that's pretty much... like I messed around with it a little bit, not in PvP, but in PvE. So I really can't say too much about it because it just there's no reason to swap off of Succession Wizard. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know, it's fine. It, I think it's in like the lower half of the skills added. It's it's fine. It's another SA. Yeah. Grim, grim. From what chat. I can tell, it's decent damage, but I don't know. I would have really preferred like it be frontal guard personally, but that's just me. Yeah. Grim and chat. This is all we have to go on. It says friend of mine who plays exclusively awaken wizard, not suck at all. Says it it's feels good in PvP, not in PvE, which is. Actually kind of makes sense since like it doesn't have the pet with it. So it's basically like Hellfire but without the pet flow. 
Um, okay, Kuno like skill. a large portion of its damage. I was very, very, very sad about the Kuno skill until it actually finally came out and they gave it a few flows. I still think it needs a couple more, but I do think the Kuno skill overall is pretty decent. So you can now use it out of, when it first came out, it had no cancels, no flows to go into it. It's just a long, slow animation that doesn't really do that much damage. So now you can cancel the entire beginning of it by using it right after either Lunar Dash, Dance Macabre, Lunatic Discus, um, Halo, or Block Jump. Um, and it'll just do the last hit and skip right to that hit. And it actually hits like decent for it being just a quick one hit. Um, and it's super armor as well. It doesn't linger at all, so you do have to move out like quickly, but um, it's an okay skill and it has decent accuracy on it. It's it's fine. I, I like the skill too. I think it looks very cool. I don't think it really changes. Again, it's another one where it's like, it doesn't change a whole lot. Kuna right now is a issue where it doesn't have a whole lot of like, for an assassin especially, it doesn't have a lot of protected movement. Like you're looking at Ghost Step and Dance Macabre and Tendon Cutter, but in Awakening, Tendon Cutter is just not the same movement. Dance Macabre is not the same as Suck. And Ghost Step, you know, just doesn't move you that far. So if you're actually like chasing a wizard or a witch or an archer or a ranger in large scale, you're just, you can't. Unless you're invisible, they, they're just going to CC you. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It, it's, a, it's an alright skill. I kind of like it. I don't think it even changes their PvE though, unfortunately. It's like a nice little additional chip damage in PvE, but not enough to make it good in PvE. Uh, the ninja one. Um, the ninja one changed so much since its initial inception. Um, the ninja one now is just an iframe backwards with a hit at the end. Um, every ninja I talk to actually really likes the skill. It's a decent iframe that instantly goes into iframe when you cast it. Um, it's unprotected at the end and you you can get out of it pretty quick, but there's a little bit of space where from your iframe to ghost up where you're unprotected. So there's some risk in doing it. But if you use it properly and it gets you out of getting CC'd, it, it's not that big a deal. Um, it also has an evasion debuff um, on the hit at the end. The hit actually is decent for PVE. Um, and I guess as a finisher in PVP as well. I saw some people testing out combos. Um, the coolest one I saw, Bloom came up with this combo, which I kind of liked, where basically... After a grab, he went Shadow Slash, Hard Aiming, Fatal Blow, Flow Fatal Blow, Blade Spin, and then used um, Mock Explosion from the hotbar to stiffen them as they get up. And then the new skill, which backs up, applies the Evasion Debuff, does a little bit of damage straight into Serpent, and then you can close with whatever, Illusion or whatever skills you want to end with. And it was like pretty cool. It, it hit pretty hard. It was kind of a decent combo, but that's very like niche to 1v1. You're not really going to be using that in large scale or anything. Um, but yeah, I think it's mostly helpful in PvE, kind of helpful in PvP, um, decent iframe. I don't know. It's all right. You're not going to be able to evasion debuff at the beginning of a combo. Just the way this skill works, it just doesn't work in a way that you can do that. Um, uh, so Dark Knight. Yeah. When are they buffing it again, man? Oh, they'll, they'll buff it, dude. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. Uh, dude. Okay, so the Dark Knight one. Dark Knights are all whiny babies, but in this case, I'm going to side with them. The skill doesn't do any damage, and I, I don't know why. It does okay damage in PvE and PvP. I, I have no idea if it's just the damage reduction is just so high, but it hits like a noodle. 
it the numbers don't even make sense. Technically, this skill should hit. We, obviously, like we can't go by the numbers, right? Because of the damage reduction. But just looking at it at face value, it should hit harder than the witch skill, and it absolutely does not. It it doesn't hit at all. It's kind of weird. So the damage reduction in PvP, in my opinion, is reduced way too much. It should it should hit a little bit harder. Um, that being said, it does still have some utility because of the movement and stuff that it uh, allows. It allows you to move backwards or forward while in forward guard. You can instantly cast after Spirit Legacy, Spirit Hunt, or Trap of a Deer. So you have a lot of like cool options, but um, the damage on it, I think, is too low. I mean, we're, we are talking DK here. Don't they have enough damage? Mm, they do have good Except damage. The Maywa. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Hey, DK is a far more notorious damage dealer than Maywa. I don't know. I I remember a clip of Vert one-shotting my entire guild with uh, your guys' what? 100. When? To 2017? No, I mean, notorious damage dealer. When was the last time people thought of DK as a notorious damage dealer? 2017? No, 2020? No! They, oh, you talking about suck? There's Awaken. There's an Awakening skill. Awakening, I heard, is doing a lot of damage, too. All right, Awakening has been buffed recently. It feels a lot better, but you stop. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely better, but I don't yeah, know about the glorious damage dealer. Speaking of, dude, the, the DKs, there's a DK in, in my guild that I think is one of the better DKs um, named Wes, Matto. He, dude. Oh, he, Matto? Dude, Wes is insane. Dude, he's been playing exclusively Awakening in Node Wars and popping off, and he, he actually thinks it's just better. Like, he actually thinks it's pretty good in Node Wars now. Like, it's actually a viable Node War class. Um... After the recent yeah, Wes, changes, the skill, and then obviously the core skills. Yeah, he's Wes nuts. was one of the people that I would see on defense when I was in Clash, like a lot. Like he would come back to help defense, and he would literally just be like casually 1v5ing people on Awakening DK. And can, consider as well that this was back when everyone thought that it was trash, right? <laughs> I'm yeah. like, dude, holy shit. I think because of the range poke and the protection that the DK skill actually has, or the DK has a lot of, it's it's more viable than a lot of the classes for Node Wars, since you don't have to go into danger to deal damage or poke. Um, so, yeah. Uh, anyway, so Striker. Uh, Striker got Autumn Blaze, which is probably the, I think it's the worst skill name of all of them. Well, the ninja one's the Ninja and Kuno ones are lame. Flashing Light and Moonstorm. Yeah, those are pretty lame. Yeah, those ones are kind of lame. Magma Bomb is kind of nice. Lightning Blast is obvious. Question. Frost Flower While is While we're nice. talking about things that are lame, do most of these skill animations feel kind of lame to you? No, I don't think so. Do you think really? so? Really? I wouldn't say most of them. The Zerker one, I, I definitely feel that way, yeah. And maybe the Maywell one... But I don't I, know, maybe I'm biased because I'm thinking mostly of Wizard and Zerker, who are both, like, the most underwhelming, lame bullshit I've ever seen. You don't like the Wizard one? I kind of like the Wizard one. No, it's so bad. It looks it's like so Fisher, bad. It looks like Fisher Wave, but fire. No, it doesn't look like Fisher Wave. Oh, no, Wave. not it Fisher Wave. Like... Equilibrium Break. What's the one where the lines go on the ground? It That's puts, Fisher Wave. It, yeah, yeah, it has, like, four lines on the ground with a fiery explosion. I know, but it looks silly because the wizard himself charges up a hellfire and then does a lava pool. And it looks very silly. 
I kind of like it, dude. And maybe your standards are too high. You've been playing too much uh, Genshin Impact. Too many caster classes. <laughs> too much Genshin Impact lately. I think the Ranger one also is like one of the cooler looking ones. The Sork one looks cool. I guess like the Warrior one is really basic. I mean, it's just an uppercut slash. I don't know how you make that one look more special. The Kuno well, one they, is they like... Can't too one, many, they the can't add too many frames to the skill. To yeah, the striker one is lame. The Zerker one is super lame. It basically looks like his fucking auto attack damn near. Yeah, the Kuno one also, even though the Kuno one does technically look cool, it's arguably the laziest of all of them. It It's delighted blast into block jump, into dance macabre, into the end of spin spree. Like, it's actually... There's not a single bit of that animation that's new. No, that Zerker's is still worse though, because yeah, Zerker's, Zerker's is literally just giant leap. It's literally just the start of giant leap, but instead of flying backwards, you just kind of do a little beep. <laughs> Someone says Zerker's may look lame, but it sounds the best. Does it have a cool sound effect? I haven't heard it. I don't play with sound on, so oh, I wouldn't you get, know. You're strange, dude. I love the sounds in this game. All right, let's let's keep going. All right, so the striker one. It is an auto attack with a little bit of fire in it. Um. <laughs> dude I love Striker struggle to deal damage when Skull Crusher and Flow Skull Hammer are unavailable this Skull Crusher's cooldown is like 7 seconds <laughs> yeah <laughs> whatever it's fine struggle to deal damage Um, I'm just like on Kuno I'm like dude like Flash Slash is like double the cooldown and that's like one of the hardest hitting skills I just can't believe it dude alright so Autumn Blaze lamest name I'll, I also think that Striker got the lamest icon of all of them this fiery fist looks so dumb. Um, so I, I'm not gonna listen to that. Hunters in chat saying it's true. We have two skills that do damage, even though they have leg drop on a super low cooldown, echo pierce on a pretty low cooldown, spiral cannon also does some damage. They have like the non-protected chip damage that does okay. Eh, enough, enough. Oh yeah, I have to use pre awakening to do damage. Must be rough, dude. None of the other classes use pre-awakening for damage. Freaking Hunter, dude. Maybe if you yeah, want evasion with 289 know, AP, you'd do more damage. I definitely wouldn't know what that's like spamming FD for damage. Hold on, I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> link almost. him. I'm gonna link him the god. There's a the best striker in the world montage. Um. Yeah, here it is. Best striker in the world BDO montage. Here we go. He'll learn a lot from this. He won't. Once he watches this, this guy runs DR. He'll teach you. He's got 305 AP with DR and accuracy. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so Autumn Blaze, uh, it does do pretty good damage. It's super armor. Um, it's fairly quick. It has a down attack damage buff um, to help their combo damage. Uh, and it has decent accuracy, 100% crit, so it's consistent as well. Um, yeah, it's a good skill. Very, very... Very, very nice skill. Um, I guess like it's a good damage trade for large scale stuff and it's also improves their combo damage so they can take off even more AP to add evasion. So they can, they want to be able to do the same damage everyone else does at 309 with two accuracy accessories when they're only 269 with no accuracy at all. And this helps move towards that. Hey man, <laughs> it's, it's good to have dreams. It is, it's good to have dreams. Uh, Mystic. Um, I actually haven't gotten to feel this one in live server, um, so I don't know how it is, but I heard it's really strong in PvE, um, it's pretty good damage in PvP, it doesn't like solve any of the 
like real issues that Mystic has. Um, there, this is one of the ones that's like the skill itself is very good. I think the damage on their non this skill are still not good enough. Like Sea Burial and Wave Orb don't do enough damage, and none of like the chip stuff do enough damage on Awakening Mystic. You're still probably better off just playing uh, Succession if you want damage. Um. <laughs> no, yeah, no accuracy modifier on this skill at all. You're blind. Uh, Lawn. I actually haven't gotten to feel the Lawn one either on live server, only on Global Labs. But, uh, so really, the average to below average Lawn, I think this skill is useless because it doesn't have super armor and really good Lawns. I uh, kind of like this skill. I think it's like decent, uh, decent little catch and like, okay, whatever chip damage. There's like some cool stuff you can do with it. Um, it's not super game changing at, at all. It's just, it, it's there. It's all right. It's not too crazy. Um, and then Archer. Alon, yeah. Alon named Twizzy absolutely annihilated me and Zach in a Nodor with that skill. Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> I don't know how much AP that guy has, but. Like, I know I'm a gearlet, but I don't think Zach is, and he fucking annihilated us with that goddamn skill. Interesting. Um, yeah, I'd have to, I have to have, Shin, you need to test this damage on me so I could see it. I haven't seen it in game. But now I saw you in that battle arena, you're a Sork now, so obviously it wasn't good enough. Uh, Archer. <laughs> Damn. Uh, okay. The Archer Archer's skill. Really good. Archers is super good. You you know Sinny, right? Rose. He hates he yeah, hates Yeah, I think I know Sinny. He hates me for saying this, but this skill is like actually so good. Um This skill is awesome. I mean it's just a really reliable safe iframe that puts you into a super armor that lingers and you can cancel out of it with a lot of different abilities except for radiant explosion, which really tilts Sinny. Um he wants to be able to use Radiant Explosion quickly after it, and you can't. Um, but outside oh, of that... heavens to Betsy. <laughs> heavens to Betsy. Uh, you know, it's not... Alright, that takes not much worse than... Uh, yeah, the Mayo skill is good, but it's not protected, so you can't use it. It's useless. That's good. Uh, anyway, so this one... It's also a cool name. Mountain Breeze. It's relaxing. It makes you feel safe and comfortable. It sounds like some shit you'd spray in your bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's cologne. It's the same cologne that archers wear. Uh, yeah. So anyway, the skill's cool. I mean, it's really like straightforward. It's an iframe that moves you forward and ends with super armor. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like with archer when a when a sork or a ninja or any class gets really close to you, you're at risk of being grabbed or just taking damage, and this can help you get out of that. And eight seconds is a low enough cooldown since you do have pretty good like kite ability and movement that it's it can be a lifesaver oh yeah for sure it's it's really really good so jealous it's essentially it, it's essentially the 25 percent bsr that we've been using but just a normal skill on an eight second cooldown no this skill is legit what may was and musa's want like if may wasn't well musa got a really good one too but if Musa and Mewa also got this ability, I feel like they would be... Now, they'd still complain because that's just the people that they are IRL, but 
They, oh but this God. skill would go a long way to making that class feel good. Like a long way. Yeah, it would. Because we'd actually have a reliable iframe, maybe? Maybe. I mean, you have a reliable iframe. It's just hard to use, right? We, it's tough. Okay, because that makes it reliable. Well, you got to keep track of it. It's tough. I, I'm with well, you. Yeah, I, I, have I yeah. not sided with it? you on that iframe? Yeah. At all times, I've said it should be removed from Chase and added as an independent skill. All right? Yeah. Remember what we talked about? Mewa talk time is limited. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the shy. Uh, I haven't at all like looked at... I, I hate shies uh, that are in RBF, <laughs> and now I hate them even more. So... Um, yeah, they uh, they could just move, you know, while CCing you. It's great. Yeah, it's yeah they can walk around doing that stiffness now. It's actually so dumb. <laughs> Shy's just. I I want you to get um, I want you to get. Like I want your class to feel good and playable, and like you're not just like a a one trick like use bubbles and get out or just heal and do nothing else but this walking around stiffening people is why you guys don't deserve buffs <laughs> uh, I, I can i can agree with that um flow to ashes the guardian skill so every guardian is very upset about this skill because uh you can't cancel out of the end of it very quickly so you're kind of stuck in the animation for too long it doesn't do particularly like very good damage in pvp I think the thing, I, I don't know, this skill seems like um, it needs some crit for PvP because it has 0% PvP crit. It probably needs a little bit more accuracy. It has 3%, maybe 5 or 7 would make it feel a little bit better. And it just needs to be sped up. If it had crit, a little bit of accuracy and was sped up, I think it would be fine in PvP. And then I hear it actually does do like pretty decent damage in PvE, so it's kind of nice to add to the rotation. But... It, it needs to be sped up or let them cancel out of the end of it. Um, otherwise, it just feels weird. Or start a new skill a little bit sooner. Uh, Silent Breach, the Hashishin skill. Um, this one is interesting because I don't think it's particularly good. Like, uh, like, it's not something the class needed, but it is fun to use and it's added damage and you can catch people off guard with it as a catch. Um, I don't know. I kind of like it. It feels it feels good to use, and there's a lot of uh, skills it chains together with. Like you can basically use it after anything with forward Q. You can even use forward Q in pre-awakening. You don't even have to quick slot it. You can use forward Q after certain abilities. Like the end of descent is one of the ones where I feel like it feels super good. You can cast descent and pre-awakening, and then uh, at the very end of the animation, instantly go back into awakening with this skill instead of having to waste stamina iframing. Uh, you just go straight back into damage. It, it's nice. It's like a decent skill for sure. Um, not anything crazy, but pretty decent. Also, any little bit of... It's not like huge movement, but it's a little bit of movement and it doesn't use stamina, so hard to complain. Uh, Nova. Brutal Ring. Every Nova hates this skill and is super upset about it. I think it just needs... I don't know. It, this one's weird. It, it needs to either not be a bound or it needs to do a little bit more damage, and I think Novas will be fine with it. Because right now it just doesn't do a lot of damage. It has a big AoE, and the bound is just a bad CC in, in our game, the way the meta works right now. Bound just feels terrible, unless you're a Wizwitch. 
Yeah, they need to nerf that damn crystal. Let's be done with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh that that's the awakened skills. Um Yeah. They're yeah. Uh, they're there. Overall interesting. I'm curious if they get any more tweaks going forward or if that's it. I, I hope they do get a couple more. Um probably for specific classes, yeah. For Sork, yeah, they'll get Yeah, Sork they they gotta make sure that they add um They'll put that down smash back on. <laughs> they'll yeah, do something. And good. and they'll they'll give it iframe even though it's super armor too. Just just to be sure. <laughs> it's super armor iframe. It's, it's like you just see both iframe. icons for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, they they just you know you just don't want to have any potential, um, you know, outplay against that skill. So. Right, right. They'll give it they'll give it a hundred percent accuracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll make it so that it actually is like a one frame skill, so it's like literally impossible to catch it. So the, they'll just buff the frame rate on it and speed it up. Yeah, it now. it now and now it instantly casts its full damage after Grim Reaper's judgment. So it's yeah, literally like, like one frame. Yeah, because they they want to make sure that uh, you know it matches Grim Reaper entirely with how quick it co it pops off. Now they don't want it yep. to be inconsistent, you know. Like and then you, as you an added the bonus, same. as an added bonus, if you cast crows after you use that ability, it doubles the damage of crows. All right, let's not get carried away. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, I got cc'd by a a, a Sork the other day. I shit you not, he CC'd me, just went straight into Crows and killed me. Yeah. I was like, damn, dude, that <laughs> class is hard to play, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah it'd be like that. Um, Atorius is asking in chat if isn't one of the struggles Hash had against Adamantines because he doesn't have a lot of floats, so the skill is really nice for that reason. Uh, that, he has plenty of floats. I don't know what they're getting at. He has two floats. But yes, kind of, in theory, you're not you're not wrong, but and if you do the combo, so first of all, your CCs generally are float from the block jump or grab or sin splitter, which is super armor bound. So it's like, you know, um, also purge is also a, a float that you can catch with. But for a combo, your standard combo in Awakening Hash, even though it is a knockdown and it's annoying when it doesn't work, it flows super smoothly into collapse and collapse is a float. So you have a fail safe in the combo. Isn't that three floats? Uh, well, yeah, you have one. Well, you don't, I mean, you don't use two of them in combos. I think he's uh, saying floats for like a combo. You only use uh, one okay. for combo, uh, and then two of them arguably for catches, purge and block jump. Most people don't really catch with collapse. Um, but yeah, this is an additional float as like a fail safe. It's kind of crazy too, because it works really smoothly after, um, I don't know. It it works really well even after collapse. You can like instant cast it after collapse, which feels really good. I don't know. It's kind of cool. I wish it did a little bit more damage though. Just a little bit. But maybe that's asking too much. I don't know. I'm greedy. Greedy person, you know? Um What's your new main? I guess know, I so. I could say it's a bad skill because it doesn't have super armor, you know. Standard. Standard. All right, let's go to uh, Global Labs. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about with those Awakened skills? No. I actually didn't even look at the Global Lab notes this week. Yeah, it was stuff for Have new players, have... but it's interesting stuff. 
I do have an extra thing I want to talk about that's not on the list, by the way. All Just right. a brief thing that I'd like to see changed. Okay. We can do this now or later. It's up to you. We can do it now. Okay. Uh, it's about the Hadoom server. Okay. And specifically the allocation of drops within the Hadoom server itself. Yeah. It is a great annoyance of mine that the Voltaris Flame only drops from two places, both of which being... Uh, two of the three high-end spots in Hadoom itself. Mm -hmm. It really is very confusing decision, especially considering that high-end people that are grinding those locations don't actually care about that drop at all, whereas lower-geared people that are like trying to get the Black Star upgrades, like those are the people that actually need them. And so my thought process is they should probably change Castle Ruins, Voltara Flame, with the OKRs tied from Alter Imps. And so that way, it's literally no change for the people who don't care about the Obsidian for Black Star armor. But for the people that actually do care about the Obsidian, they don't have to go to these, like, the higher-end spots. They're not forced to go to the higher-end spots to get this one specific piece of the Obsidian armor. The eye that you mentioned that you'd swap it with, would that screw, though, the lower-level players? Or where else can you get that one? The what? The, you said you'd swap it, like, take that drop out and move the Alter Imps one to it or something? You take Voltara's Flame, yeah. which drops at Castle Ruins, and you would swap it with Okiara's Tide, which drops at Alter Imps. Okay. So how would you guys Okiara's acquire Tide Okiara's Tide? is also available at Fogans. Okay, so, got it. Yeah. yeah. So right now, you can get Narc's Lightning from Baragi Den, uh, Naga's, and uh, Bloody Monastery, which is also kind of a weird decision, but is fine. Uh, you can get Okiara's Tide from Imps and Fogans, which is kind of like confusing and makes no sense because they're right next to each other in terms of like difficulty. Just one is a group grind spot and one is a solo grind spot. And then Voltara's Flame drops from Orcs and Castle Ruins, which also doesn't make much sense because they're right next to each other in difficulty. Just one is solo, one is group. So that's what I'm saying is that I... You swap those two, there's literally no difference whatsoever for the people who don't care about the Obsidian, because it's the same money. So you're not affecting the people who don't care, but it's a really nice change for the people who do care about the Obsidian, which are generally speaking going to be people that are less geared than those who don't care, right? Because generally speaking, you're going to have, if you're using Black Star, you're probably a bit of a gear lit, generally speaking. Like armor, that is. Obviously, some people are using Black Star weapons, but you can't get Obsidian for Black Star weapons yet. So that's all I'm saying. That's all I wanted to point out. I think that's a, a fairly reasonable thing to change that wouldn't really affect the game in any massive way, but would be a nice change for the people who actually care about getting the Obsidian. Yeah. I also think that they should add the, the Furious Shard to one more grind spot. It's kind of annoying that it's only at Orc and Castle Ruins. It just makes those See, places overcrowded. Don't you also get it at uh, Bloody Monastery, though, I thought? Nope. That oh, would be really? nice. That would be a nice addition. Put it there. But right now, you can only get the Furious Shard at Orc Camp or um, Castle Ruins. Huh. So I guess it is tied to the specific element, then? Yeah, because I was talking with someone in my chat and they said that you would have to change the ring drop too because it's tied to the element. And I was under the impression that you could get the Furious uh, at Bloody Monastery as well. So I was like, I don't think it is tied to the element, but I guess it is. Um, so yeah, I guess you could swap out 
if you swamp down, so the ring, what I mean by that is that the yellow pieces for the ring drop at the places where you get Narc's Lightning, blue drops where you get Okiara's Tide, and the red, which is the Furious, drops at the places where you get Voltaire's Flame. So essentially what this means is you would be able to get the Furious ring pieces at uh, Altar Imps instead of Castle Ruins. Yeah. Which I guess would be fine kind of i still would rather just see them like it would i think it would be fine to separate the ring pieces from the elements themselves i don't really see a reason to keep them the way that they are and you can just put the furious piece at uh bloody monastery and that would be fine i think they also could do um i mean there there might be future hadoom spots i don't know i don't know what happened to oh there's certainly calpheon um so maybe they'll be more spread out when there's actually more spots. But the way it is right now, it, it feels a little bit like, uh, I, I don't enjoy orcs. I know a lot of people love orcs. I, I really didn't enjoy orcs. And it, dude, it took me forever. Like my, the first one is why I was like, I'm like joking slash half joking slash probably serious, but I'm pretty sure they ninja nerfed the furious shards. Cause my first, uh, ring to get the first 100 shards took me 19 hours. The second one took me 39 hours. So I, I don't know what happened there, but um, it got way more difficult to get the shards. I, I had multiple hours with a tent buff, a loot scroll, and obviously we have a 50% drop rate buff where I didn't get a single shard for the whole hour. Which is like, just feels bad. And I also don't yeah. really like orcs that much so i hated that i had to be there that much and castle ruins actually is fun and relatively easy but it's a it's a node war zone 100 percent of the time it's just gbgs there yeah for sure so see and if you swapped if you swapped castle ruins voltara flame with alter imps okiara's tide this would all this would also like get some people out of castle ruins and get them into uh altar imps right because money's not as good at altar imps as it is at castle ruins but you'd still get the piece right so now it becomes a bit of a decision that is splitting the player base up a little bit more right yeah and uh, to be fair i'm not i actually am not bothered by the drop rate of the furious shard i'm just bothered that I, it's only in the places that i don't really enjoy grinding that much i actually like uh, Bloody Monastery. I like Baragi Den. I like Fogans, and I like. Uh, well, I do like. I do kind of like Castle Ruins, but it's a lot of. It's just kind of a pain. Yeah, the other thing that uh, I think is kind of weird about the Hadoom spots is you have seven grind spots with three elements, right? Mm -hmm. So obviously, one element is going to have uh, uh, one more grind spot attributed to it, right? I find it strange that they decided to go with Narc's Lightning, considering Narc's Lightning drops at Baragi's Den, which is by far the easiest grind spot to like go to. Yeah. It's a bit of a confusing decision. I would have much rather seen it be uh, either Okiara's Time or preferably Voltaire's Flame, in all honesty. Uh, it's just kind of confusing that they would pick Baragi Den's element which is by far the easiest place to grind with the lowest gear score Rex to be like Narc Lightning, which drops there to be the one that has three spots attributed to it. Very, very confusing. Baragi Den also needs its event fixed. 
<laughs> dude, I I thought they fixed it last week. Um, they like half fixed it. Yeah, they like half fixed it, but it, I haven't even seen the yellow beam or the message since the very first day. Um, like not not this past Wednesday, but the Wednesday before. I, I've never seen a boss. I did all two hundred of my drain shards there and never got the event a single time. So yeah, they need to fix that. I, I don't they know. They also going on with still that. need to fix a bag at alterance. Yeah, well, that's supposed to come, I think, this week because it was on Global Labs the week before. So I think we're getting that Wednesday. The we're, the despawn bug? Yeah. I think, but I'm not 100% sure. Unless that wording isn't what it actually fixed, then, you know, let the bug live on. The yeah, because I did an hour and a half with Wolf uh, like before we started this podcast, and we got cucked out of two bugs. Because it was his first time grinding imps, so he didn't really know like what to look for. And I was trying to tell him, I was like, look, you got to pay attention. But of course, it was his first time grinding, so he didn't really know what to look for. And we got cucked out of two bags because of it. Which is like really frustrating because, again, like I said last week, those bags have the chance of dropping two weapons. One weapon for each person. Which mm -hmm. is obviously going to massively increase your trash and your, your drop rate of items like per hour for the that next 10 minutes, right? Right. So it's really depressing whenever you get cocked out of the bag spawn. No, actually, have you grinded this game before? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> right when he got Why? his Ted off and he retired. Oh my god. <laughs> um, it's Pen. What do you even mean? I know. And you grinded so hard for your flame for your fallen god too. I know there was so much effort involved. Almost like I had to join hours. your party, and that was like <laughs> a lot of work. And yeah, then it just dropped. Finally, did you die? I, I waited so long for it. Huh? Did you die at Taros when we went? I can't remember. Uh, I think once with you. Died one other time. I think only twice total. You grinded there three total hours. Yeah. So dying so, twice, pretty high. It it was. The death to hours risky. grinded ratio is not looking good. Well, no, I died with someone else. I, I think I, we tested like a 30 minute or something like that. So maybe I did more than three hours. I can't remember exactly. Um, okay, so on Global Labs, Olvia server update. So they're changing the Olvia server buffs um, starting on March 24th. Um, I don't I'm, I imagine all the servers are going to get it eventually. Um, but it says NAEU is getting it March 24th, so that is this Wednesday. Um, new server or new adventures who are logging in within 30 days or 720 hours after creating a secondary password um, for returning players. It's players who have not logged in for at least 30 days or 720 hours, or who have not used oh, and who have not used the web central market for at least 30 days, 720 hours. That's a returning player. Um, Basically, they're kind of buffing this shit, dude. It's it's kind of nice. So they're changing the combat EXP from 100% to 150%. They're changing the skill EXP on Olvia from 30% to 50%. They're changing the max level from 60.99 to 61.99. They're also giving you a 100% life skill EXP buff up to Artisan 1, which is really nice. And a contribution EXP buff. So from 0 to 100, you have 150% contribution EXP. From 100 to 200, you have 100%. And from 200 to 250, you have 50%. So 
So new players or returning players can catch up with their levels and skills like way like really quickly now. Um they also add in commemoration of the new Olvia server. The new Olvia server benefit um, will be applied to normal servers over about four weeks. So existing adventurers can also receive the benefits. Please note that two of the four weeks will be applied uh, sequentially with combat experience, skill experience, and contribution experience. And then the remaining two weeks will be life experience. So I can actually start getting things to Artisan 1. Nice. That buff, dude. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I mean, that's cool. I mean, I always, I'm into these catch-up mechanics. Like, as the game ages, it's daunting to get into a game that doesn't add catch-up mechanics or easier ways to get, um, items or gear or whatever. So, I, I like this a lot. Um, I think a lot of people forget about it, but when you start a new account, like, you have no contribution. Like, you have no contribution, you have no life skills. It, it's kind of a lot of stuff you gotta do. You have no journal. I, I actually, someone asked me the other day, if for whatever reason I lost my account, maybe I got banned, maybe I quit the game or forgot my password or it, it got hacked or whatever, would I play the game again? Would I still play the game? And at first I was like, I was like, dude, honestly, I, I probably would. Like I enjoy the game enough that I'd probably try to just get my stuff back. And then I remembered how many journals there are and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I wouldn't. I don't want to do all those journals again. <laughs> There's so many goddamn <laughs> journals, dude. That's true. They're gonna need a catch-up mechanic. And there, are, for and these some journals. of them, some some of those journals are just awful to deal with. And yeah. they have made a lot of them easier, haven't they? By like nerfing the numbers like required for some of them and stuff. They need to nerf the number of things you need to do for the fucking heralds or the uh, HP journal. Oh my god, that took me. For, I just did it the other day. It took yeah. like seven hours. I still bad. I still haven't done the new DP one, but I'm looking at this journal thing. Like Igor's has 15 chapter, Alliston's two chapter. I've only done one, uh, and even oh, actually only parts of one. Doran Morgrim's two chapters, Rule of Peace travel log one chapter, Book of <laughs> Morgahan two chapters, Lamut's gang journal. I don't even know what this is. You get uh, I don't even I have no idea what that is. That has a bunch of chapters. That's the thing for the Papu versus Otter thing, right. I think. Endgame. And then Harold's Journal. There's three chapters. Caphras Record. There's four. Pavinos. There's four. Deves. There's six. Uh, it, it's a lot, dude. I wouldn't want to go through all of that ever again. Um, Yeah, so I don't know. But uh, outside of that, I probably would. I probably would play again. Especially with these always server buffs. Dude, I'd be 62 in like a week. And have all my contribution. I mean, I only have like 200 contribution points as it is, so. Uh, the level rewards changed. Um, now, instead of needing 61, 62, 63, and 64 for the Kaposha accessories, you now only need level 61. At level... 58 you get the Kaposha ring at level 59 you get the Kaposha earring at 60 you get the belt 61 you get the necklace um and then you need to be level 61 to craft all of them um if you want to make extra ones um and they change the rewards for 62 63 64 65 you now get a tri Kaposha of all the same accessories tri Kaposha ring at 62 tri Kaposha earring at 63 tri Kaposha belt at 64 Try Kaposha Neck at 65. Um, so yeah, there's that. That's kind of nice, I guess. I don't know. 
the stats on try of these aren't that great, but it's still kind of cool for newer players coming in. You just kind of get your set filled out. Plus with the seasonal rewards, it's pretty good. Is, are any of these try Kaposha accessories an upgrade for you, Reslar, or you, Nayashi? Be honest. No. Nayashi, no. don't you use a try crescent ring? No. Is it a try eye because you like the HP? No. <laughs> try often? You know, you, you tease me about my gear, but I blow you the fuck up, so I don't know what's going on with that. Could you think you could survive one descent when not CC'd? Uh, yeah. I'd have to test. Um, all right. So yeah, there's that. All right. So this, uh, Narshilian gear is the other big news. They've been announcing this in, in game, um, a bunch of times. So here's kind of how this bunch times. works. Yeah. They, they've popped it up <laughs> a few true. times. Well, they're letting people know you can't delete your Naru gear because they want you to be able to turn it into this. Um, if you already have deleted your Naru gear or don't have any stones, you basically are, uh, I guess wait till next season. And you'll be able to make this stuff. Well, but, it's not a seasonal thing. It's a character thing. You get the main quest line. Right. Oh, yeah. Make a new character. There you go. Um. So, basically, it's changing the Pendaru gear into this Narshilian's gear, which is um equivalent to Duo or Tri Black Star. Um, it's weird because I was, like, looking at a side-by-side -side comparison of all this stuff, and... It's worse in PvP. Like, the the weapons are significantly worse. They're pretty... I don't know. It's like 4 AP worse than Pentuvala. But with the set bonuses in PvE, it's better than Pentuvala. I think is how I understand it. Because it basically has the Black Star set bonuses. Um, and some Black Star, like, benefits. So... I don't know. It's kind of strange. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like seasonal gear on non-season servers, I guess. Is that how you guys look at it? I guess it's another catch-up yeah. mechanic for people that don't want to play seasonal. Yeah. Is that its basically. purpose? They don't mention, they don't have like their blue text in here about it, which is kind of weird. Usually they kind of explain the, what they're doing with this stuff, but they did not. Um, so yeah, this stuff's coming. I think this is kind of nice too. I don't know, like all the, I think they need to just remove all the quest items, right? Like all the random quest gear that you get, like should all just be removed from the game now. Like all that weird, like Dobart's dunce cap and like all that crap, you know? Yeah. Could probably be removed. Uh, probably. Yeah. So. How easy so is it to really get useful. compared to season gear? I think it's super easy because you just get it to pen and then you convert it to this new gear. You yeah, convert you Naru. Naru, which is if you do the main quest line, you can easily just you don't even have to use fail stacks really. You just keep smacking it until it goes. Yeah, that's what I did on my sage uh, just yesterday. I think. 
Um, so yeah, the set effects are if you have the main hand awakening weapon plus seven monster damage, secondary weapon plus three monster damage and plus three monster damage reduction. And then the helmet, armor, gloves, and shoes is monster damage reduction plus seven. So there you go. Uh, Demi, what's the, force, yeah. what's the force set effect on the, well, I believe it's the exact same. It, it looks like it's just the black star set. Yeah, you get like the monster, you get the, you get the normal monster DR. I don't know if this is like just bonus, like extra, extra effect on top of the set effects, but it's like, yeah, it literally has the black star set bonuses, the 10% resist, like all the black star set bonuses. And then on top of that has like a little bit of extra bonus. I think, I think that's what this is. So it oh, has no, 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 sorry. This is the following effects are added when upgrading to Vala equipment using a battle soul stone. And you get monster damage, monster damage reduction, monster DR. There you go. So this is separate, I guess, when you upgrade to Vala shit. But yeah, for, the, for this Narshilian gear, it's literally the identical to Blackstar set bonuses. Unless Blackstar doesn't have AP set bonus, I don't know. Does it? I actually don't know what the set bonus is on Black Star weapons. Black Star set bonus is uh, two set is plus five monster DR. Three set is plus ten percent resistance to debuff from monster, and four set for some fuck ass reason is a hundred HP. Okay, so then I think this has more than. Oh no, it's just the individual items have effects. That's what it is. Okay. Uh yeah. So there's that. They also are adding these uh, demi heart gathering tools which just give you way more life EXP than the normal ones, it looks like. Um, and the durability is a lot higher than normal magical tools. Um, they give an additional 50% gathering experience and yeah, last a little bit longer. They're valid for only 14 days when acquired and the tools that pass validity period cannot be used. Tools can also be worn by seasonal characters. They can be worn by gathering level apprentice one or higher, I guess. So there's that. There is that. And then Dark Rift changes. I guess this was an event. They're removing the Spectre's energies from Dark Rifts. And then a bunch of bug fixes and stuff. Hopefully next week we get some balance changes on the Sage. I'm really curious what Global Labs is going to show. Also, I think that we're getting close to that new dungeon release. I think. But sure. I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, yeah, and that's 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 the list. Um, is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about? Uh, I don't think uh, so. Not really. Why do you guys? You guys sound so sad right now. What's going on? Uh, I got too many nails from Bloody Monastery and not enough uh, cold black suns to melt down. It's pretty the sad. The dailies at Nagas are annoying. Yeah, the Nagas, it feels like because it, it's only the Axemen, which is only a small portion, so you have to stay there the forever. In the so, to continue on from my Hadoom complaining before, mm -hmm. for some reason, the three dailies that they have at every spot at least one, and in Naga's case, two of the quests that you can take daily are like, hey, kill a fuckload of this one specific mob that is in, like, every other pack. 
and it's very annoying and that needs to be changed please because again nobody is doing these dailies except for the people that like actually care about getting the items it doesn't make sense why you're making it so complicated for the lower geared people to try and catch up on their black star maybe it's trying to deter you from going black star altogether did so it kind of feels like I mean, if you sold yeah. all your Black Star gear and all the mats you've saved up, couldn't you just buy like three pen armors? Uh, well, I mean, I have three Black Star armors that are tet, so that's three pen armors right there. Um, and then I have tet Black Star main hand and awakening, so that's more pens. Uh, and then I don't, I don't, I don't know how much I have in terms of obsidian mats on me at this moment, but probably be a couple bill, I would assume. So that'd probably make up the loss in taxes. Right. Alright, so I wanted to talk about uh, this wizard and witch thing. Um, I wrote something up. It's not perfect. Um, but I feel strongly about it, and I wanted to read it for the first time on the podcast. Um, I'm going to be submitting this to Pearl Abyss um, today, after the podcast. I'm going to be sharing it in all the discords that I'm in. My my personal stream discord, the value pack discord, my friends' discords. I'm going to be trying to put it on, I'll probably post it on Reddit as well. Um, it'll be in the partner discord. Um... Just as like a, I don't, I don't know what, what will change or if anything will change, but it's one of those things like, uh, I just feel like something needs to change with the, the wizard or witch. So I'm going to, I'm going to talk about it. There's almost like a, it's like one of those, like a open letter to Pearl Abyss. So I'm going to read it. It's a little bit long. Bear with me. Um, but just if for the, uh, in honors of Reslar, I'm going to bio really quick. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, I like how he says it's really quick, but apparently not quick enough that he can just read it so then then go to the bathroom. There's no way he's gonna be able to hold. It's not that quick after all. Yeah. It's uh relative, you know? Yeah. So you're still grinding bloody monastery now, she? Well I was, yeah. Yeah, you actually enjoy it? Yeah, I think it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. I like it. The money's pretty I know good. A lot of people after they get their Hadoom items that they want are like, I'm just gonna go back to like Stars Inn or Thornwood or Underwater or wherever they were before. Really? Yeah. Why? <clears throat> I think common perception is that the Hadoom spots just aren't as much money as those spots. So it's like once they get the items that they have to get from the Hadoom spots, they're gonna go back to where there's like more money. Uh, I don't get that same feel, but then again, it's, uh, you know, I'm still, like, enjoying it, so maybe that's part of it. Yeah, you're still just enjoying the, the different spot? Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. I feel like I'm making a lot more money, but I might not be. Maybe it could be artificial due to the extra drop rate. All right. Oh, how that good the spots true. are? Yeah. Yeah. 
Dude, people go overboard with the numbers they say about these spots. It's crazy. Yeah, someone, I forget who it was, but someone in Guild the other day was like, dude, people are making like 600 million silver an hour at Orcs. I was like, first of all, no, they're not. <laughs> Second of all, if they're getting anywhere close to that number, I guarantee you they have way more gear than you and I. And they're also getting extremely lucky with the fucking weapon drops on Hadoom. Yeah, they're also paying 50 mil for a temp buff that they don't calculate. They also are using yellow loot scroll and or aggress. It's a, there's a lot of reasons. Yeah. Yeah. They also, some of them just calculate masses as 50 mil for some reason. <laughs> so there's a lot. There's a lot. Okay. Hey, so, man, those masses, <clears throat> that's serious. That's some serious money. That's true. You can turn them into billions. Uh, so I'm going to read this verbatim. Uh, I'm not going to add any any extra context to it. I'm just going to read it verbatim. Uh, we could talk about it after and then just talk a little bit about WizWitch because, you know, I know this has become a, a WizWitch complaining podcast, which I apologize for that. It's shameful. It's but it's shameful. just the longest. I think it's the longest that a single class is like controlled the meta of any class in the history of the game. Right? Is that fair to say? Yeah, pretty fair. The only thing that I might argue would be the duo reign of Sork and Ranger at launch, but that's two classes, not one, so. Yeah. But how long did that last? A good fucking while. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't remember how long it was so Awakenings came out from launch off the top of my head. But, all right, here we go. I'm nervous, dude. I'm nervous because you know people people judge this stuff. This is uh, um. All right, so I'm gonna read it as is. Here we go. It's titled <laughs> "The Elephants in the Room." I want to start this out by trying to exemplify how serious this topic is, in hopes to have this issue addressed before it causes any more damage to the game. I'll start with an important question: What is arguably the most glaring issue with Black Desert Online today? I've asked myself this question a thousand times. I always come up with the same answer. If I ask my stream chat this question, what is the most glaring issue in the game today? They give me the same answer uh, that I've come up with. When I ask my friends, my peers, what they think needs to be changed most, same answer still. If you ask BDO Reddit uh, community what the biggest problem is, as well as other streamers, discords, and Twitch chats, same answer still. Players from KR, South America, Southeast Asia, MENA servers, what do they think is the most obvious issue in the game that they love right now? It's the same complaint across the entire globe. Succession Wizard and sometimes Witch are just too strong. The community is growing increasingly frustrated because it seems that for the better part of the last year, Pearl Abyss has ignored the loudest and most discussed feedback about their game. It is time for Wizard and Witch Balance to be addressed um, before I get to what should change, I want to list the things that Wizard and Witch are currently affecting in a negative way. Siege, all three castles, as well as Serenity and Balanos Siege. Node Wars, T1, T2, T3, capped, uncapped, 30-man, all the way up to 100-man nodes are all heavily affected by Wiz Witch. Uh, GVGs, Guild versus Guild, ranging from seasonal GVGs, mid-tier, newer Guild GVGs, large-scale GVGs, even just Arsha, server, free-for-all style GVG and PvP are all affected by Wiz Witch. Red Battlefield, Seasonal and Normal RBF, Castle Ruins, Garmoth RBF, all affected by Wizwitch. 
arena of Arsha PvP and group fights, especially 2v2, 3v3, any group PvP done in AOA and open world PvP. Um, these important parts of the game are becoming more and more unpopular, and the biggest reason is Succession, Wizard, and Witch are dominating in all of these areas. Players are quitting Node War Guilds. Node War Guilds are either dying or struggling to motivate their members to participate in Node Wars. Even when they do want to participate in Node Wars, it has become incredibly difficult to find good fights. And probably most importantly, veteran players are beginning to feel forced to uh, re-roll to Wizard or Witch in order to compete or feel it's time to quit the game entirely. And it's not only because of the miserable experience it provides for all the players who have to face Wizard and Witch, but also the miserable experience for many of us who are encouraged and sometimes forced to play Wizard and Witch just to stay in our guild or our community. For many guilds, it's become a requirement. Guild recruitment messages oftentimes uh, read as follows. Strong Node War Guild is looking for new members. If you want to join our minimum, uh, if you want to join us, our minimum gear score requirement is 680 gear score or 630 gear score if you play wizard or witch guilds are willing to take a player with gear that is months or even years behind as long as they are playing a witch or a wizard this is a huge problem so let's discuss some of the things wizard and witch can do that are causing frustration for most other players let's begin with the slow debuffs and ranged damage as a player is moving through the battlefield melee classes especially but it applies to everybody you're being hit by damage and slow debuffs constantly. Your HP pool is a resource, your attack speed, cast speed being slow makes it difficult to manage that resource. Oftentimes your HP pool depletes before even being able to engage the enemy. If you aren't a wizard or a witch, typically you're dying before ever having a chance to engage an enemy player, team, or a group. As a wizard or a witch, you can avoid it entirely with range. <clears throat> you can safely engage with teleport, Dish out an immense amount of damage all around your uh, all around you very quickly, and then disengage safely. Most classes struggle to make it to the fight, or struggle to live long enough to contribute meaningfully to the fight um, because of the slow debuffs applied by Witch and Wizard and the ranged chip damage dealt. Oftentimes, when you do finally manage to get to the fight and actually use a skill or an ability, you've been damaged or slowed so much that you're in panic mode and have to try to escape, um, emergency escape, or just die. Uh, players <laughs> feel players feel like they're losing control of their characters before ever participating in the fun part of a fight. Uh, more and more players feel like their class is either useless or not fun to play anymore. Quick water break. Hold on. <clears throat> um, the range damage. The range damage is also way too high, way too safe for wizards and witches. I'll use Succession Ranger as an example here because Ranger can also output very high damage. The difference though is that they are somewhat at risk during their damage output. Ranger abilities also leave them at risk from other ranged abilities because most of their skills are unprotected. If I'm a flanking class, like a ninja, a kuno, a half, sork, dark knight, or any other class that's good at moving into a position to flank, I see a ranger using its abilities on my guild from range, I can do something about it and the ranger has to be aware of its surroundings as well as be ready to react. The ranger also has to focus their abilities on defending themselves from the attack and can no longer pressure other players. Wizard and Witch, this is rarely if ever true. When they are throwing range damage, most of it is protected, like Meteor, Frontal Guard, and Super Armor, like the Lightning Rotation, Frontal Guard, and Super Armor, and then they have a number of very simple to execute options for defending themselves in a way that lets them come out on top. Oftentimes, while defending themselves against a flanker, they're still dealing huge amounts of damage and applying CCs to other players in the area. Which brings me to their area of effect damage, AOE. Area of effect uh, size on the skills that have damage, crowd control, CC, speed, and protection like 
uh, prime voltaic pulse, prime frigid fog, prime meteor, prime earthquake are problematic and make it feel impossible to outplay these classes in a large-scale setting. Most, if not all other classes with similar AoEs have some sort of downside to their abilities. Some examples, Tamer's Fearful Trembling, Small AoE, Not Much Damage, Fairly Slow Animation, Hashishin's Descent has no CC on it. Damage is split into two parts, allowing players after the first part to react to being hit by the second part. Uh, Zerker's Devastation, Low Damage, Slow Animation, CC only on the core scale. Kunoichi's Flash Slash has a long wind-up time, only moderate damage, very high cooldown, and in order to speed up the animation, you have to use a second cooldown, Smokescreen, which is another important skill with a long cooldown. Um, more examples like Leg Drop. Leg Drop, its AoE damage is moderate, doesn't have a lot of, or doesn't have CC unless you have a core skill. Um, those are just some examples. You can find downsides to Blade Spin, Katana Shower, Dark Knight's Lunacy, um, uh, Warrior's Grave Digging, Archer's Spear of Sylvia, etc., etc. The list goes on. Not only is there no downside to Voltaic, Frigid, and Meteor, but Voltaic, Pulse, and Frigid Fog have very low cooldowns, which means the player doesn't even have to decide when the best time to use the skill is because it's off cooldown so quickly. Lastly, when skills like Meteor, Voltaic, uh, Pulse, and Frigid Fog do super high damage, have a high CC, are fully protected, and have a massive AoE, it reduces the amount of strategy and skill required to be effective in large scale. Part of being good in large scale is positioning. Most classes, when engaged on, have to turn their attention to a class that make uh, to a class and make a decision whether the player in front of them or behind them is the bigger threat. They then choose to deal with one of the two threats or escape. Wizard and witches aren't required to do this because if flanked, will take and frigid solve both of their threats without ever turning their camera. Not only is it too strong, but it's also way too easy to use. Um, Lastly, Stamina. There's one of the few classes that doesn't have to think about their Stamina bar. When another class gets into a fight, they have to think about the amount of Stamina they use uh, to close the distance on a player or a group. They need Stamina to survive, move within the fight, then hope to have enough Stamina to get back out safely. This is not the case with Wizard and Witch. Their Stamina bars remain full for the entirety of an engagement. Stamina is a resource we all have to manage. Wizard and Witch should be no exception. Now, this is the difficult part. What does the community want done about this? I've asked various players, uh, players from different communities and servers if they could make one single change to wizard and witch class, what would it be? And I asked wizards and witches the same thing. What do they think should be changed about their class to make it more fair? And here's the list of things that were told to me um, in order from most popular. Uh, remove the slows from the kit. That's the number one thing. Number two, remove split teleport. That one's exclusive to Wizard, which doesn't have split teleport. Number three, lower the damage of Voltaic Pulse and Frigid Fog. Number four, make ranged abilities, especially ones with CC, such as Prime Meteor, unprotected. Number five, significantly lower the damage of ranged abilities. Or number six, increase the cooldowns of skills like Voltaic Pulse and Frigid Fog. Um, there are a lot of options and paths to take. It's a delicate balance. I don't want Wizard and Witch to become a bad or unusable class. My only goal here since, since I became partner is to have uh, the problems Wizard and Witch create for the game to be alleviated so players can feel like they can play whatever class they want and have fun in PvP once again. You can spend time buffing every single class in the game, but the problem will still persist. Wizard and Witch make everyone else's classes, despite how strong they are, feel weak or irrelevant entirely. A little water break. Hold on before we move on. Mm. Okay. Um, 
Here's a list of changes I believe to be the most important and fair. Prime Meteor. This skill needs a downside. Meteor is extremely high damage, a large AoE, far range, a CC on every hit, another CC on the last hit, and protection throughout the entire skill. Either uh, significantly lower the damage, remove the protection, or remove the CC from this skill. Frigid Fog. Significantly lower the PvP damage of Prime Frigid Fog. Combined with Voltaic Pulse, this skill is extremely potent and simply does too much additional damage after the big damage Voltaic Pulse already does. Prime Ranged Abilities. Slightly reduce the damage of ranged lightning skills in PvP or give them split damage similar to Blizzard so that the change only really affects large-scale group fights. Uh, stamina. Add a stamina cost to all of their mobility so that it's not... Uh, so it's not something they can just use indefinitely. Uh, Prime Earth's Response, Prime Earthquake, Magical Evasion, Teleport, all need to cost stamina uh, so that the class has to at least keep track of how they use their abilities. And then Slows, remove slow, the slow debuff from the lightning abilities uh, or that the lightning abilities have. When a player is hit by any of the lightning abilities aside from Voltaic Pulse, they receive a slow debuff. These slows, uh, among others in the game, make controlling your character difficult and a completely frustrating experience for most players. It is not imperative for Witch and Wiz to apply slows to have success. It will not affect PvE and will have minimal effect in 1v1 if the slows are removed. Uh, and then I added a little note here. I actually added this this morning because as you saw from the top, Split Teleport was the second most recommended to remove from the class. So this is my little note on the Split Teleport. I left, I left removal of Split Teleport out because I think Split Teleport is one of the reasons Succession Wizard is fun. The goal here is not to make the class boring or bad. Split Teleport makes the class fun to play, and if the class get, uh, finally gets some sort of stamina management like the rest of the classes, then Split Teleport might not feel as oppressive as it does now. Um, and then I say, I strongly believe these five things need to be looked at and addressed. The reason I chose these five things is because while this sig would significantly reduce their effectiveness in group PvP, it won't have as big of an impact on 1v1. These suggestions are for the health of the game, the health of Node Wars, and other group PvP. Players are tired of the game and strategy in PvP uh, being dictated by these two classes alone. If Pearl Abyss doesn't agree with the proposed changes to Wizard and Witch, I hope they find it important enough to at least start making changes of their own. For the better part of my time in BDO, I have given Pearl Abyss the benefit of the doubt. I've supported or defended Pearl Abyss when I think people judge them too harshly. Because of this, I want to believe that Pearl Abyss is not ignoring player be uh, feedback. Rather, Pearl Abyss just hasn't heard it. But to believe that they have simply uh, to believe that they simply haven't heard us is also to believe that they are simply not listening. So please make this right, Pearl Abyss, and look into the long overdue imbalance of the wizard and the witch. Ah. So there it is. I made a couple edits Mouthful. and spelling corrections and stuff, but uh, I'm going to be sending this to Pearl Abyss uh, through the partner Discord, sharing it with the other partners individually, uh, put it on Reddit. Hopefully something just, it gets looked at and it's like, hey, players are actually kind of upset. and want something done. Um, I am going to re-record me reading it properly and not making mistakes and running out of breath. <laughs> um, and I will also have that up as well. Um, but yeah, it'll be in the value pack discord. It'll be my personal discord. Um, I'll share it around so people just have it. Um, and then that way you guys like, really my thing is two things. One, I don't know if they'll listen to anything I say. 
I don't know if they'll listen to anything any of the individual partners will say or if they'll actually make uh, a change or act on it. But at least everyone in the community could know if this gets out and spreads that something was said. And if they're not doing anything about it, it's because they've chosen not to do anything about it, not because they haven't heard that something needs to be done about it. So there is that. Um, Nayashin Rez, did you guys want to say anything? I thought that was uh, very well structured. Yeah. I disagree with some of the things, but overall, it's good. What do you disagree with? Uh, I don't really think the slows itself on Witch and Wizard are a problem. I think it's more slow stacking in general. 100%. Uh, yeah, I think Witch and Wizard slows are just part of a bigger problem, which is just that. I think like if you remove slow stacking, it probably wouldn't like which wizard slows wouldn't be that big of a deal. Um, Blizzard slows like hell, but it's on a pretty decent cooldown, and they're also unprotected while they're using it, so it's kind of like whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, uh, the, the other the thing lightning is skills like, though. I mean, protected range slow, even with slow stacking, protected range slows are I think insane. The whole lightning pre can kit like slows you by 40 percent yeah so i mean i agree slow stacking is a bigger issue and in regards to, like just in relation to just the slows was which have and i do think that a lot of people have complained about that and submitted feedback about that um i don't know if they're going to change that or not so at the very least if this these slows got removed i think it would be helpful yeah and then also I, I, I'm with you on the, the split TP thing. Like, I was actually shocked that that was so high on the, like, what other people think is the issue. Mm -hmm. Because I, I actually think that every version of Witch and Wizard should have split TP. I uh, agree. Honestly. Um, I think the bigger problem with Succession Wizard is the fact that they have split TP and Earthquake. Like, for some reason, people forget that they basically have three. It's not just that they have split TP, it's that they basically have three independent teleports. Um, which is kind of fucking insane. Now, granted, Earthquake is just super armor, and it does have a pretty lengthy animation attached to it, unless you cancel out of it <clears throat> with Earth re Earth's response, which is on a three-second cooldown, so it's really not that hard. But still, it's uh, kind of fucking insane. Yeah. But... You pointed that out that you actually didn't think that that was an issue, so I'm glad that you uh you pointed that out. Um. Yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, like, dude, I I think about every time like new content comes out, or something new comes out, new class, like the amount of excitement people have, and I I just imagine, like, if Global Labs came out this Thursday morning, and had a bunch of WizWitch changes, people, it would be like the most, people would like lose their shit. Like they would not believe that it's actually happening. Like, holy shit, did something actually get, like people would be more excited. I think some, someone asked me earlier, I think it was Bloom or Nola asked me earlier, would I be more excited? Like, would I rather have the Awakening of Sage be released or would I rather have Kuno be buffed into a spot where it's like, absolutely top tier in like every aspect of the game or whiz witch nerfs like in a second i'd rather have whiz witch nerfs and then nola i think said 
I Nola said I would rather have I would rather read patch notes that say Wiz Witch got nerfed than Pearl Abyss give me ten thousand dollars worth of pearls. I'm like I agree. I'd rather have the Wiz Witch nerfs. I like honestly, I I think people would like lose their minds if there was actually Wiz Witch nerfs on Global Labs. Um and yeah, and Ooh, my thing is like. There's nothing like I don't want the classes to be unplayable because uh, I don't want any of the classes to be unplayable. Like I look at the way Nayashi feels about Mewa, it took a long time, but now the the way I feel about Kuno, like it feels bad when it feels like your class is useless or can't do a whole lot in in all of you're the just, end game you're PvP. You're playing a different game. Yeah, and I don't want that for actual Wiz Witch that like their class, but I also don't want to see all of my favorite Kunos in show nation and black rose are on a wizard that is sad yep it's like actually kind of sad yep all minutes are either hashishines or fucking wizards at this point and it's what's funny is that the imbalance of suck wizard you know who it's the most sad for is people who want to play awakening wizard because it's like the whole time it's just like why am i doing this like you just click one button and then all of a sudden your efficiency goes through the fucking roof, right? Yeah. It's just kind of insane. It's a crazy class. It's nuts. It's nuck and foots, man. Um Anyway, uh on to the comments. On to the comments, I suppose. On to the comments. Here we go. So I am actually going to have to dip out. I got a call coming up here soon. Alrighty. Alrighty. Tell your grandma but, I said uh, what's up. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do. <laughs> That's separate from the call. I just said uh, me and his grandma are real close. <laughs> That's not weird, is it? I didn't think so. No, not at all. Um Alright. I will uh Catch you guys later. All right, later, man. Later, bro. Take it easy. All right. The comments. Doot, 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 doot. Starting from the newest. All right, let's see. The Awkward Ninja says, Exciting they are adding the guild drill thing that was teased years and years ago before BDO NA was added. Do you remember that? I actually do not remember. I don't remember that either. But I didn't pay attention to this game until the day it got released, really. Yeah. That was before my time, dude. Way before my time. Um, yeah, I basically got told about this game like three days uh, before it released. And then I didn't really start paying attention to like the media of it until it came out. And I was seeing the streams of it. And I was like, oh shit, wait, this game looks pog as fuck. Yeah. Um, he also says... Uh, also at time 219 not gonna lie I thought Resler was outing himself as someone who likes ugly bastard type characters because <laughs> you were saying you hate the, the high fashion model characters that keep coming out oh uh, yeah. Well, yeah he does like ugly characters uh, Zibba says the descriptions says this is Guild Wars 2 Lamau yeah, yeah did, it does that sometimes that? yeah yeah that's not something that I set. That's something that YouTube does on its own. And sometimes, if you go through all of the episodes, like it'll say random games sometimes. Most of the time, they're games I've never even heard of. But 
for this last episode, it gave me Guild Wars 2 for some strange reason. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Alright, so... Sorry, I had to go look it. I guess they changed it. I see BDO now. Uh, Mariner... Uh, it must have gotten changed then. Mariner Von Kraus says, Suck Quest is a quest from BS. Just did one today. You take it from BS. Black Spirit, but does not give you awakening powers. He helps you wake up and remember the powers you once had. There is zero lore excuse for not having an awakening. The only way I could see them not having a traditional awakening is if they did it like Shire Archer. Yeah, it's having an, it's getting an awakening. They said the awakening will be out in approximately four weeks, so we will see then. Uh, Reese Jones says, somebody, somebody always cry about something being too strong in the game. Nerf this, buff Nerf this, buff this, everything is strong in its own right. Quit freaking crying, good lord. Uh, I guess? I don't know. I mean, okay. Fair enough. Uh, Alex Iglesias says, It was my understanding that every <laughs> class was a specific character, not just a random person that learned the same things. Like, there's only one uh, canonical Sork, and she is Karshin or something. Can't recall the story there fully. LOL. There is only one canonical warrior and he was the only member that survived out of a legendary mercenary band. I think all the characters have been a specific person. PA just finally stopped being lazy and is actually showing this with an actual story. That is not my understanding of how it is. With the original characters, my understanding is that we are all descendants essentially of like these ancient heroes or these these people's like tribes or you know whatever you want to call it, etc, etc. So, like, every Berserker is someone that is a descendant from the tribe of Tantu, essentially, is mm -hmm. how I understand it. And then for Goyen, every warrior is a descendant or, like, a part of, like, Goyen's mercenary troop. Like, they all have their individual reasons that connect them to the original version of that, like, class, essentially. But the, every warrior is not Goyen. Goyen is a specific person that in the world of today is actually passed away. You can actually see his grave on top of uh, the cliff by Hydel, I believe. And I heard Zerker is like a frog. They're like, they can self-reproduce since there's no female Zerkers. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. How do they reproduce then? Uh... Every Zerker is a hermaphrodite, possibly? Yeah. They're like Godzilla. Uh, Zeagle says, I don't think there are Thornwood mobs. Uh, I think those are a little teaser for the Thornwood castle thing, uh, since I can't locate where the mobs in the trailer are in Thornwood. Yeah, I went and tested at Thornwood. We definitely don't one-shot any of the Thornwood mobs on Sage. So, <laughs> either in that... <laughs> dude, so made the joke. should we be filing a lawsuit for false advertising? Yeah, false or? advertising, dude. Someone made the joke. Someone's like, "Well, they probably when they were testing out the damage and doing the demo trailer, kept getting CC'd and they got tired of it, so they wanted to one shot the mobs and up the AP to five thousand." <laughs> that which I actually believe, dude. I believe. Uh, now, yeah. Guardians are not female berserkers, Kelthon. They're from a totally different region than the berserkers. The, or the giants, technically, would be the race of the berserkers. They have to go. <laughs> he said snoo snoo at the end of that. Uh, Adele Moneta or Adele Monette Rivera says, what if this sage class has no awakening? Everyone would be disappointed because they announced one. 
Tristan Crow says, I'm tired of new classes being added without anything being done about the PvE balancing. I'm a console player, and to be honest, it's worse here than on PC from what I can see. I'm glad Frosty is going to have more of a say, though. <laughs> well, that's to be determined. And I hope every class will soon be viable in PvE and SuckWiz gets nerfed. Probably won't happen, though. Also, why doesn't this man know if Res if he's Resler or not? Please buff Resler's part of the intro. Yeah. Um. No, PvE is like... It's one of the things that frustrates me more than anything. I, there's absolutely no reason why some classes should make half the money of other classes. It's weird. Well, you said that that's going to be your next campaign, right? Yeah, that's up there. There's a few. I got a few campaigns. That's a big one, I, though. They're just... If nothing else... Because there's not everybody PvPs, right? Like, that. that's fair. And not necessarily everyone PvEs either, but a lot of people grind because grinding is just chill. You can hang out with your friends, you just talk. It's like not so distracting that you can't have a conversation or watch movies or whatever. So people can grind, people like the gear progression. There's no reason why half the classes need to make just absolute crap money while the others are just popping off. You know, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sfarnir Troon says, Give heavily escalating rewards for each hour the drill is alive with a server notice after a set time to go kill it for a scaling bounty and regarding wrestlers concern of hitting it to troll just give real time HP in your guild page somewhere. Yeah, I mean it would have to be super tanky though, right? Because in, in order for the real time HP bar to be enough to prevent trolling, like if someone went to your your guild drill and just hit it just to try to lure you out there for no reason. Um, if you watch it and see like, oh, the HP bar is barely ticking down, like how much before you have to, like it'd have to be tanky enough that if a guild goes there and starts hitting it, you'd be able to react in time to actually defend it. it it'll be in, I, I'm, it came out on KR, it's out. So I'm really curious if we end up getting it or not this, oh, uh this week or soon. So, lore update for you. Apparently, Zerkers are actually humans. Uh, giants are actually humans. But it's a male-only mutation. So, they're actually ah. just... They're, they're genetic freaks, but they're humans. And it's a male-only genetic mutation. That makes so, I guess perfect sense. they just fuck normal human women, I suppose, to reproduce. And then they can produce more genetic freaks or just normal humans, I guess. Okay, good to know. Hold on, almost. Okay, I had it. I have it written down. Kevin Andrade. That's gonna be in my next paper. Kevin Andrade grew says in your next paper. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that wizard has an ability in the skill tree called Sage's Memory? It's a three minute and thirty second cooldown that ignores all casting actions for fifteen seconds, which is why I understood it to be like. This class idea has been in the agenda since Wiz made, or since we made Wiz Witch, but we've not done more than visualize the idea before not too long ago. Great episode so far, though. Keep it up. My RNG seems to be on fire whenever I watch the podcast. Nice. Yeah, I, I could buy that. Like, I don't, they haven't been designing this class since Wiz Witch. I know a lot of people keep saying that because of the translation. I think they just meant they haven't made a mage since Wiz Witch, but it's certainly possible they've had the idea in their minds for a long time since the name Sage is like elsewhere in the game. Um, but this is definitely a newer class with newer design principles. So 
Bonham No says Sage Awakening. Uh, what's yeah? What's the? I, I'm gonna need some explanation for why witches and wizards have the sage's memory, because that seems like it doesn't make sense. Um, I'm gonna need a lore explanation on that from our lore experts at some point. Yeah, why do they have sage's memory? That's a because I a think good question doesn't there's i remember when i was playing my sage at some point it mentioned something about sage's memory as well like it said like to recover the sage's memory or something like that i forget yeah. exactly what it it's was it's in the passive but... it's in the passive it says something here i'm switching to it now to to find out for sure but i'm pretty sure it says something in the, the passive Najil is saying that wizards and witches are sages the descendants of sages. Um, yeah, because there's also I saw a screenshot of like a shy saying, "When I grow up, I want to be a sage." So I guess sage is just a type of thing. Um, but yeah, I think in his passive, the prime ancient passive, it says recover sages' memories. Just like green text. My my lore expert uh says, and I quote, to make Wizwitch even more fucking busted. Yeah. So, I don't know about that one, but. Well, I got a mysterious night buff from someone else's grind spot, real quick, looking at that. Um, do you. Yeah. Okay. So, Bono No says Sage Awakening will be magic based, striker keck. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they. They usually don't change the damage type between things, but I, yeah, that's the thing. If it's if it's melee, if it ends up being like combat, like melee based combat, it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be melee based combat. That's magic. Uh, I guess that's like Sork. They have a lot of melee skills too. It's not that crazy actually. Uh, battle. I, I, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be fucking JoJo's, dude. I'm telling you. The bird. That's what I think is gonna happen. I think that big fist that you see in the succession, it's going to be more of that. He's going to have like a stand, basically. Would it tell you if all the awakening abilities were basically the same as pre-awakening, but instead of a fist, it's a foot with a sandal? <laughs> I mean, that'd be pretty funny. Stomping, if I'm being and, honest. stomping and kicking. I could see it. Foot with sandal is Sage's awakening. Battle Hot Dog says, talking about non-human classes, I want to play a Papu. Already grinded three hours of Blood Wolves. Time flies when listening to you guys. Love the podcast. Glad to hear it, man. Thank, Thank you, you for the much. kind words. Yeah, Papu, is is Papu the... Is, are Papus Papu's the, blue the little one? blue guys. Okay, the blue one. Yeah. yeah. The Papus would be kind of interesting. I, I feel like the otters just look stupid. Like, otters IRL are so cute. The otters in this game look so dumb. They look like sloths, actually, more than otters. You think so? <laughs> it really bothers me. Uh, Rickson says, Frosty, you think Hash is a runaway model? Or a runaway model? Reslar, yes. Have you seen his jawline? Frosty, it is kind of perfect. Lamau, in my opinion, Rez is right. We need a Rudum class or something similar. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just more, like... This is a fantasy world, man. Have fun with it. Not everything has to be a fucking human. I don't understand why they're not having fun with the like the many, many races that they have in this world. Rudums, orcs, 
like Carudos. And there's a million fucking races. <laughs> Leaf. Leaf said Frosty can't sleep. He stays up all night thinking of BDO otters. True. It, they're nightmarish to me. Uh, JB123 says, so excited for Sage. A bit annoyed. People uh, seem to saying it's just another witch wizard. Well, I mean, yeah, aside from a unique way to cast spells, I, I think it's totally fine for a caster class to use hand animations to cast spells. I've been playing BD or playing since NA release, and I have been waiting all this time for a new caster type class to come in. Yeah, I I mean even even with the similarities, like and we compare it to Awaken Wizard, but it it really feels different than Awaken Wizard to me, like a lot different. Even though it's like slow and lumbering and just has like kind of big AOEs, it feels like I don't know, it doesn't feel like Wizard at all to me. The movement is is really unique. Um, dude, a lot of people have been complaining about the how you basically go invisible when you're in that movement. Do you, does that bother you, Rizzler? Yeah. Did you notice when they're charging a skill, you can see it still? You can what? You can still see them because they, their hands are lit up with these like balls, so when they're invisible, you still see the balls. I haven't really 1v1, so I haven't really paid much attention to them themselves, but, I mean, I've said this before on the podcast. Uh, my stance on invisibility type stuff is it should all just kind of be removed. I think it's just kind of annoying, and it makes for a bitch for clarity in large scale. It's really frustrating. Kind of inherently creates a class imbalance in itself. It also creates a fucking wealth imbalance, because if you don't have a PC where you can run with effects on, it makes it five times harder to track people. Yeah, that's true for some. Although this doesn't have anything to do with effects. It looks the same no matter what. Yeah, uh, I'm referring more to like Ninja Kuno Swerk. Like they have very specific animations on their, their movement skills that are pretty easy to track uh, if you have skills on. But if you have skills off because of frame rate, etc., it becomes exceedingly more difficult to track their movements. Yeah, uh, Saint L says something that I'm not sure is something they care about in Korea, but notices a big issue in NA is slow stacking, and it ties into the Wizard Witch discussion as Blizzard contributes to it. Uh, slow shouldn't stack at all, and it's something that flies under the radar for a lot of balanced discussions. 100%. Slow stacking should not be a thing. I mean, there are a million ways to address it, and the absolute worst version of it is allowing just all the slows to be applied and stack because they're different. And that's the one that we have. <laughs> and that's the one that we have. It's the worst way to handle slow debuffs in a game. Um, Korzak says, this will never happen. Oh, no, no, sorry. Uh, Bawa Killer says, is it just me or the audio kind of broken at 5400 to 54110 or 10? I listened to that. I, I could not tell what he was talking about. I, I also listened to that and couldn't tell what he was talking about. So I think it was just him. Um, Korzak says, this will never happen, but... If there needs to be a distinct difference uh, in a role between Wiz Witch and Sage, Wiz Witch would need to get pushed more into the support mage, and Sage would be more offensive oriented, less damage on Wiz Witch, but they have utility. Sage gets more damage output, but less support. But then again, this will never happen. Definitely keeping an eye on this guy. I might reroll. Have wanted to leave my Mystic for a while, but I'm an addict, and keep going back to her every time I try. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I aside from Wizwitch doing less damage, it, it is kind of like what you said. Like, Sage has no support and looks like it's more a damage dealer. Um, but Wizwitch is a support and also is a damage dealer. 
Um, Late Night says, I'm all on board the Suck Archer hype train. I just, I, I'm so confused as to why. I'm really not, as a former archer, I've always been very confused by the Suck Archer crowd. I don't really understand why they want it so badly. Or like, I guess my main thing is like, how would you make it different enough from the Awakening where it doesn't end up just being like a clone, essentially? I think he needs a slingshot. Would slingshot succession actually be kind of fun? I don't know. No, I'm very confused by that whole thing. Always have been. I know. Well, I'm always. I always find it funny because they, all the archers hated their crossbow to begin with, and now they're like, "I wish I could use only the crossbow." Yeah, I don't know, but as with everything I say about archer. Uh, I believe General Moores wants a succession archer, and you should always listen to Moores before you listen to me, because he is far superior in both skill and knowledge about the class than I am, so. Yeah. Um, let's see. TLDR, this class should be the answer to suck Wiz nerfs in the sense that it provides an alternative to quitting for Wiz mains as they adjust balance. Uh, to give a new player perspective, looking into the history of BDO, I noticed that PA mostly does slow iterative changes that often don't get reversed. Con contrary to super volatile balance in a game like WoW, where the goal is to figure out the new meta with each release, PA wants you to stick with a class or stick to a class, and they're sensitive to taking away your power too quickly. This is kind of Reslar Jones, but I think the 200% Meteor and PA nerf, this class is another step in softening the blow to Wizmains who actually love the class, and it'll have some utility and caster themes to make up for what they're about to take off Suck Wiz. This class could give those true wizard players something to roll to instead of quitting in the wake of a rebalance and diversify support options to ensure utility doesn't keep the Sage or the Siege Wiz ratio where it is now. I know my armor blindingly white right now is blindingly white right now, but come back to this post in six, six months and see where we're at. Well, hopefully, Squirrel, you can remind us in six months that that was your thought because we'll forget, but it, it would be interesting to see. I mean, the, we're already a little bit leaning away from what you're saying just because Sage doesn't have utility or support, but maybe. Maybe it, it'll make a softer landing for those who... uh. I mean, he could be correct if it went the other direction. If they removed damage from Witch and Wizard and pushed them into a more supportive role. True. Whereas Sage became the more DPS-heavy role. But I very, very, very highly doubt that that is going to happen. Yeah. Um, the Misasa says, I'm happy with the new Awakening skill. Now buff Moose of PvE and we're golden. It's painful that I have to use a yellow loot scroll to, make almo to almost make what a warrior or a hash makes in trash. When they use a blue. Yep, true. Um, Houston Creek or Cheek says, I'm thinking that the last skill they show, the spear into dash into sky fisting. <laughs> I hate that way of saying Spear into dash into sky fisting is part of the awakening. Uh, leaning toward a more melee type awakening and mid-range suck. His story is also states that he calls upon Ator's fist. So I'm thinking it is two different styles with the majority of what you see. Spatial lightning only one very different skill being melee and a giant fist. Um, well, it ended up not being part of Awakening. It's just part of the pre-Awakening kit. <clears throat> but it's possible that theme is what the Awakening is for sure. 
Um, Zeon Hart says, I'm wondering if Sage is the class they tease during the winter banquet. Uh, but given how the background image suggests an Eastern concept, I guess the teased image is not Sage. Yeah, I'm, I don't think so either now. Yeah, I didn't, I wasn't thinking about that as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, you know, is what it is. QMG Saint in chat says minus 20 DP area of denial on S. Uh, plus RMB, 10 second vacuum, and has a lot of utility. Each ability has some sort of evasion debuff or DP debuff as well. Disagree with that. Yeah, I, I don't agree that DP debuffs are, or evasion debuffs are that much utility when every single class has those and they don't stack for the most part. And the vacuum could be utility, except that it's only vacuum for 25% of this skill and it's completely unprotected for the entire animation and you're locked and can't move it. So it's not a skill that actually could be used. It's already difficult to use Awakening Mystic Vacuum, which actually does have good utility, and that one's fully protected. There's no way you're going to be able to use an unprotected vacuum in large scale with a bunch of damage and CCs flying around. Like, it's near impossible. And yeah, basically everyone can DP debuff now. Um, specifically Wiz Witch, that has a minus 15% of Asian debuff on a 360 AoE super armor ability that bounds. Uh, by, by Brian Quinn, this is a straight up DR, oh, straight up Dr. Strange. True. It is very Dr. Strange-esque, except with way more muscles. Like, way more muscles. Um, Lost Soul says, I like in the drill, I like the drill idea, but the guilds need more open PvP content. Besides GVG, where if you want a node war... You need to place a drill and other people can stop you, but you need a you need one drill per week, so OP Guild can't stop you all the time. They're adding more content to the desert. The game is named Black Desert. I think it means they need to add more content to the desert, right? Yeah. But yeah, I agree. That whole desert area is like, it just feels so barren. There's like nothing happening out there, and maybe this will get more people out there, but I would love more stuff in the desert for sure. Um... Touch my weasel says that would be awesome if Sage was striker based fighting with magic and awakening. I would re-roll and just to make Res feel bad, I hit my Tet Blackstar with a 70 stack. LOL RNG. That's toxic. Well, that is toxic. But I'm used to it. A 70 stack, dude. Must be nice. Aniri says, for the server channel switch thing to only be one, two, three servers, are you sure that KR even has four, five, and six servers since the announcement is only for KR? And for example, SA doesn't have four, five, six servers. Not sure how it is in other regions either. Um, I mean, not necessarily. Yeah. I mean, you, that's a totally fair point. It, it might not. Um, it might be for different servers. We'll, we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, yeah, because that would be kind of nice to be able to swap between actual Hadoom servers. Because right now, like, the Hadoom servers, like, if 123 came out, like, you have, what, um, I, like, for us, like, three, like, 123, none of the 123 servers are Hadoom on Valencia, on Velia, on Balanos, um, and then only the three server on Medaya, Serendia, Calfion and uh yeah that's it or Hadoom so it'd be kind of weird it'd be like a weird split but I don't know um 
Lupix says, I love you guys, but the amount of times Reslar says like in a sentence sometimes is hilarious. Yeah, I say it a lot. He says, I love you guys, but, and then says what you do is hilarious. Uh, Ion Snacks says, if people have actually played and were dedicated to games like Blade and Soul and Ion, they would truly understand how the companies just never bring up-to-date content to NA like PA does, let alone try to keep it alive or, or other than the, the shop to keep some sort of pay-to-win going. Video in this regard is very good. While it has other issues, it is not as bad as other games. As much as we do complain about our own issues, Wizard Lamau, an issue might also come up if you give the drills... A, oh, this is a separate uh, idea now. An issue might also come up if you give the drills a teleport on too low of a cooldown. Might have an issue with people using alts to hit a drill, get a free teleport that could be abused. Um, for a few different reasons, move fishing across the world instantly comes to mind. True. Yeah, so you maybe just make it where you can't use it if you have trade items in your inventory. Yeah. Or make it a 20-hour cooldown. And maybe maybe just make it a week long. You can't do it till the next maintenance <laughs> if you use it once. Maybe uh, make it a one-time cooldown. You use it once and it's gone. Yeah. Um, also, this would be more towards Frosty as he has experience with the mechanic, but how would you feel about implementing artifacts similar to those that were in Ion? Let's say every four hours, a few of the multiple artifacts across the map go vulnerable, allowing players to attack and kill elite mobs around, needing six or so people to do so. Then you are able to activate it with a 40 second cast where the player activating cannot move and it costs the resource, uh, it costs the resource you dig up from the drill to activate. After activation, you get a buff, 20% drop, 200 LT, 200 to 300 HP, etc. to your guild for eight hours. After eight hours is when it will reset and be vulnerable again. This, this paired with the drills gives a good amount of extra GVG spots that aren't just purely griefing grind spots. More things you can organize across the map to try and take your guild and resource dump for what you get from the drill. I actually don't remember artifacts in Ion. I'm trying to in my head, but I, I legit completely forgot what artifacts were or do or how they function. Um, that idea sounds kind of interesting, but like complicated. It sounds like that's already kind of what they're doing, but without the thing where like a single player activates the buff, I think. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, Tom Matushka says, Hey y'all whiskey is pretty great. Edit, Pearl Abyss would not have given us the tag system if their purpose was to make money by forcing rerolls. Well, I do think, I mean, you're, you're, I half agree with you on that, except the tag system also can generate additional money because now you probably won't wait in inventory on a second class, whereas a lot of people were fine yep. with playing one class. But I do agree, like, once the class is out, like nerfing a class and nerfing it back and whatever, like you could just tag, you don't really have to spend money anymore. Um, and also they directly added a way to make money off of the tag system with the Marnie's fuel from the cash shop. Yeah. Um, Daz says muscle wizard, muscle wizard. Yep. Uh, Optimus, much, Fe yeah. <laughs> Optimus Phoenix Prime says more footage. Level 61, his utility is to port a group around if I remember correctly. I don't know what he's talking about. I, I don't believe that's true. He's talking about the sage teleport to the locations. 
So I think there's a misunderstanding that Sage can teleport to oh, yes. like Histria and Kratuga in places, but they can't. You just can go through with no key, correct? Yes. You. It's basically like all of those places that require something to get in. It's a, as if you had that item already in your inventory. That's like the easiest yeah. way to look at it. So it's not, a lot of people are confused and they believe that the sage can teleport to like underwater from Velia yeah. or even further that he can teleport a party to underwater from Velia. And that's not true. What sage can do is he can go to underwater and without a key still get into the lower uh, zone, the abyssal zone with no key. Same right. thing for Katuga. He can go to the door at Katuga and without the thing to get in, he can just walk right in, but he, he can can't teleport in. there and he can't bring anybody else with him. Yep, and he also at Kratuga doesn't open the door like a normal key does. It just lets him in. It doesn't actually open the door. So, a uh, piece of advice for anyone who doesn't tag, like Nayashi, this would probably be good for. Uh, tag a uh, tag a sage. Yep. And then you can just get into all four of those places and then just swap back to your main character and continue grinding. Yeah, and there's a free tag. You can tag without copying your gear. It costs nothing. Yeah, tagging is free. Gear copy is silver, but right. tagging is free. So you can People tag your People often forget that the tag system existed before gear copy did. Yeah, so you play hash so you can run across the desert fast and then tag the sage so you can get into places. So the way history and Ach this is like the most asked question I got this whole week. The way the history and Achman thing works, there is a quest line for each place. One, I believe, starts in Sangrain, the other one at uh, Ibalab Oasis. Where you do it, it takes about 30, 40 minutes. When you finish the quest line, it allows you to go to the Achman node manager out in the desert, which is kind of just northeast of Crescent Shrine. Talk to the node manager there, and if you have a full completed Black Spirit Claw, you can teleport into Histria or Achman instead of having to find a portal. So with Sage, you can walk to that NPC and port in without a Black Spirit Claw. Just so so people are aware, that's how that's how that one works. Um, and no, he definitely doesn't port party members or really do anything like that. Um, Will Maddow says, Frosty, based on our offline discussion, I want you on the record saying that Suck Valk is the third best class in Node Wars, better than Awakened Striker, Guardian, Zerkers, Archer, Suck Ranger, Suck Lawn, Ninja, Sork. All right, on the record, publicly, Valk, Valk is the third best class in Node War. Um, I think it's comparable with Guardian, and if, like, this is what I said. I, I had a discussion with my guild about this. I think Guardian, you can make an argument, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, like, argumentative. If someone says, like, no, Guardian is better, I wouldn't be like, you're wrong. I'd be like, that's f a fair assessment. You could think Guardian's better. For me, personally, I think Valk is the second or sorry, third best after Wiz Witch um, for Node Wars because it has protected AoE damage um, on relatively low cooldowns, does super high damage, burst damage. It also has a ton of utility. Um, it also has some range CCs. It's, it has PA, it has three heals. It's kind of a nutty class. Um, but again, Guardian, I wouldn't be mad if someone said Guardian, but after Guardian, I would uh, say there's it's Valk for sure. Those ones are kind of interchangeable. So third or fourth, third or fourth. It's definitely third better than Awaken. Two minutes and thirty seconds. Yeah, it's definitely suck Valk, suck Valk. It's definitely better than Awaken Striker. Definitely better than Zerker. Definitely better than Archer. <sighs> suck Ranger is weird. Like Suck Ranger is absolutely elite at 
obviously ranged damage, but you still need a core to your ball if you're going to engage, and Valk can be a core. Uh, better than Suclon Ninja and Sword. Alright, moving on. Not everyone agrees with me on that. You're all wrong. Um, Franks80 says, I think that PA definitely tries to make classes around popular themes at the time, like Necromancer was all the rage before they made Nova, and Ice and Scythe wielding class that has minions and drains its own life, but with Sage, they just had Doctor Strange movie night at the office, maybe. That's, uh, you know, it's possible. Uh, Alad M11 says, Archer needs help. I love the class, but I feel like it was left in the dust. Yeah, there's a lot of classes that feel forgotten right now. I, I assure you, there's a lot of players that are starting to feel like that. I just really wonder, like, when I close my eyes and imagine a world without Wizard and Witch, like, how does every other class feel in large scale when you're only really worried about, like, rangers? Like, in, in my writing, uh, in my little post, I, I mentioned ranger, and the reason why I used ranger as an example is because I had a lot of people tell me, like, well, you remove the range damage from Wiz Witch, like, everyone's just going to play ranger, and there's nothing you can do. And that, that's true in a castle. And I, I think that castle design is absolute trash and should be changed. But everywhere else in the game, I don't think that that's true. Like a ranger, like if I'm a ninja and I see a, a ball of 10 wizards standing around, I don't even want to engage it. There, a, there's nothing I can do. I'm just going to stay away from that and try to find other non-wizard witch classes. But if I saw a ball of 10 rangers standing around, that is, it's lunch, dude. You just eat them for lunch. They're all dead. Almost all of them. And again, like as they're defending themselves, like spamming their iframe and like trying to CC you, they're not killing everyone else around you by accident. You know? Um, Dial2 says PA is shady as shit with their tickets almost three weeks. And finally, after saying fuck it, I used the pearl item I put the ticket in for. And I kid you not, even two hours later, I get an email. Unfortunately, now that the item has been used, there's nothing we can do. PA customer service and he puts an FU. That is kind of toxic. Uh, if that's actually how that went down, that's terrible. Uh, maximum effort says we need to hear this balance changes. You are sending the devs next podcast. Please go through them on the next podcast. I did. I did. I read it all. Hopefully you guys aren't mad at me or hate me. Pre Priestu says you guys are awesome. Quality of the podcast is top notch. Resident and Ashy are great, but Mr. Frosty, you are real MVP winky face. Thank you. I couldn't do it without a... Yeah, she has my punching bag. Uh, Looney, Lunati Looney, Looney Lunatic Max Hammer says, Looks G as F, Sage. I think that's good as fuck, right? And Helba says it's pay to convenience. It is pay for convenience. It's pay to convenience. Uh, and that is that is our show, man. That's uh, all the all the all the notes. Want to uh, you want to close this out, Resler? Sure. Thank you everybody so much for watching slash listening. Whether you're uh, watching the YouTube video, listening to the MP3, or watching this live on any one of our three streams. Of course, and I actually had to go a little bit early, unfortunately. But uh, everyone who was watching on his stream as well, we appreciate you. Uh, shout out again to the patrons. We love you guys so, so much, as well as everybody who uh, supports us on our individual streams. You can check those out in the description of the video or the MP3. 
uh, twitch.tv slash sofrosty, nayashi underscore na, and not reslar from myself. Um, but thank you guys again so much. Hopefully everyone is enjoying Sage, having a good one, and we'll catch you all next week. Nayashi free vel opening ceremony. Yep, here we go. All right, on on go. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Nope. I cheered for a rainbow coral earring. My dream has come true. It happened. <laughs> a rainbow coral ring. Let's fucking go. I turned the sound out too for the recording. This is perfect, dude.